Lord David a bitch. I am guilty. What the hell? I got angry. I killed Nicole. Absolutely. Here I am on the stand. I will tell it all about a man who no longer can be playing pro football. I'm dying over here. Everywhere people stare each and every day. They see me on TV and I hear them say I won't lie Like Cato Kalen His defense Makes no sense Led by Johnny Cochran Now I see The jury Look at DNA Gather round all the Browns Let me hear them say that, Hey! You didn't hide that glove, OJ that, Hey! You didn't hide that glove, OJ Or a little flute action there at the end. How do you like that? Is that impressive or what, huh? You know me, I'm not easily impressed. I'm easily depressed, like when I heard about the toxic fusion. Yeah, well. well how long is that going to go on? How long are they going to continue? Uh, forever. Wow. What did OJ said something there at the end of it? I haven't played it in a long time. That's the only reason I played it. It's got, it certainly is not timely. And it, it's okay. It's our buddy KJ. It's a good bit. It's no old Neil, I'll tell I you. Right. <laughs> well, that's oh. what he said there in case you missed it. And we've only got 458 votes on the poll, and not, not because we did. Now, yesterday, we went over 1,500 during the show, and it was a monumental. Oh, my God. It was uh, just a, a brain burner. And we'll be lucky to get 750 today because, for whatever reason, Eric must have been at the Parliament House while his wife was out shopping or something and, uh, you know, looking for boyfriends or something. I have no idea where Eric. I must have faxed him that poll 4,000 times, at least twice anyway, two or three times. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't like calling him up and bugging him. Hey, Eric, you're going to get around to putting the new poll on there, you fatso, you, you lunatic. I don't like doing that. I don't like bugging people, you know. Well, actually, I do sometimes. But in his case, because, you know, when you call and there's some problem like that, Eric always goes, whoa, like that, whoa. And I get, I get a little uh, put off when I hear that, whoa. You know how he does. No, I like to hear you do it, though. No. Whoa. Well, anyway. <laughs> oh, look at this. I bet there was a lot of whoa in Tampa. Well, there's always a lot of that in Tampa. Fans of The Who left a Tampa amphitheater disappointed after lead singer Roger Dolphy walked off the stage during the band's first song. Really? 
Several minutes after Daltrey's departure, guitarist Pete Townsend announced that the show had been canceled. He told the crowd that Daltrey had bronchitis. Oh, I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't, wouldn't you think if he had bronchitis, he would have known about that before the show? Or maybe he just maybe he was just enough of a trooper. He thought the show must go on, but I just can't can't cut it. Maybe they were tarring the roof and uh, poison fumes. Yeah, that might have been maybe, Yeah, that's right. Or maybe just the aroma from over there was uh, wafting up the uh, Hershey Highway. I just talked to Roger, and he can barely speak, Townsend said. I tried to get him to come out here, but he's really, really sick. Roger said he was... I'm dying over here. The 9,000 people at last night's show seemed disappointed, but they cheered when Townsend told them that the concert would be made up on March 25th. That's the people in Tampa, man. Stupid, you know. Oh, brother. Mugwumps. That is someplace, Tampa. Mm-mm-mm. That whole, that whole West Coast area. <laughs> oh, man. Although I did work in Sarasota in 1973... WSPB. How come I didn't uh, talk? Well, I guess on my anniversary show, I only talk about, you know, the stations I worked at in South Florida. WSPB in West Palm Beach. I was the program director. Aren't you excited about that? I heard about that story. Yeah. And we had, uh, what was his name? Peter the Tweeter? I can't remember what his name. And we had uh, the old turkey buzzard, the old shoemaker on here in the morning. The old turkey buzzard. He was a funny guy. Peter Johns, that's what his name was. The real deep voice. A little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> Booze situation there, but he was uh, he was one of our people on here, and I was I was a PD and the midday guy. I've, I've been a midday guy for a long time, on and off. In fact, I'll, uh, I'm trying to think how many years I did those night times, you know, at WS News and then at INZ for a long, long time. But back when I had those boring guests on here, guests are boring, baby, like Drew Rosenhausstein, Kranz. They're they're like a tune out. Everybody hates him like poison. See, the one thing you'll notice on this station, even though they're down like into the ones now. And if you look at that monthly trend we had in January, it's like, where's the invisible audience, including on this show? I mean, like, you'd think everybody vanished. I'm not really all that worried about on this show because, you know, our loyal people, they'll be back. They'll be back. And even if not, the paychecks keep coming. See, one thing about my contract doesn't say, well, as long as Neil maintains the spectacular numbers, even though the rest of the station is, like, mired with a tidy bull man way, way down there in the bowels of the earth, uh, it doesn't say that. It just says, uh, you know, every two weeks we send them a lot of money. So just keep the checks coming, okay, Jolly Joe? That's all we can. And maybe like a little ventilation. So the solution to the problem in the building, once again, is to turn the A.C. off. Right now, so now we have the door open and a fan in here. Oh, you actually have a fan in there. All right, everybody can use a fan. Clarence actually went and scored this for me. Did he really? Wasn't yes, that awfully did. sweet of him? It was mighty mm-hmm. white of him. Yeah, schmuck. And did he also, when he stuck his head in the door, did he say, boy, oh, boy, those sports segments are just sucking wind. What are we going to do about that? No, he did not. He said, uh, we're going to be the best damn sports station this town ever heard. And you know what Bruce Beasley says? He believes in an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. That's what he said. I'm thinking more like a dishonest day's work for a really honest uh, wage. Here's the poll from yesterday. Boy, we got a lot of votes on there because it stayed on forever because I kept coming in here and looking and looking and waiting and hoping and praying. And uh, I'd like to change the poll, please, but I can't do that. And you'll be doing it today. I already, already faxed Fat Eric the poll for tomorrow, thanks to Charlie B. who's sending all these polls in. Thank you, Charlie B. Assuming I'm conscious, I'll be happy to. If you're conscious. And, of course, if you tune in, if you check on our website tomorrow and you don't see the new poll, it'll be because George is saying... I just wasn't conscious. That'll be it. Here's the poll from yesterday, 1842 votes. You know, we got more drop-ins here, man, for everything that's ever been invented. And we have some that we can't even play anymore that are really funny. But, you know, they're too funny, we can't play them. What's your take? Speaking of too funny, what's your take on the Kenny and Bo Morning Show on QM? That's 7 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. The one where they have the square table and they talk about how long since you uh, did the old, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in-out, stuff like that. 
Never heard it, 902, 48.9%. Almost half of this audience never heard the Kenny and Bo Morning Show. Well, why not at least give it a little a shot? It blows, 450. It blows. It's okay, 401. See, it all depends on how you read that. If you just say it blows, I mean, it's uh, you know, like, like Fats Domino, let the four winds blow. Now, did you play that by Roy Brown or Fats Domino that time? Remember we played that? Let the four winds blow. I don't recall. It blows. See, if you say it like that, it sounds like really negatory. We don't want to do that. It blows, you know. 450. It's okay, 401. I love it. I love it. Only 54. I love it, but not that show necessarily. I don't listen to it. I got it by both guys. How well, let, like let's that? hear a little, uh, whichever one. Here's you know, Roy. I love Antoine Pastano. That's Roy Brown. Now, can I tell you something really interesting, a little piece of trivia? I'd love to hear it. Roy Brown, I, generally when somebody covers a song, you know, a hit song, uh, it's on a different label. Mm-hmm. You know, like Sonny James and Young Love was on Capitol Records, and Tab Hunter, who couldn't sing a lick. He could lick it, though. That's what Tony Perkins said. But Tab Hunter was on Dot Records. I like Fats better, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no comparison. Right. But right. what I'm trying to tell you is that both these records were on Imperial Records on the same label. What a scam. Yeah. not that bizarre? What is their artist loyalty? Oh, wait, they yeah, don't exactly. have any. I bet you the fat man was a little P.O.ed about that. He didn't please. He who was always it? smiling. Who Fats did it first? I really don't know, and I don't care. I love it, meaning Kenny Bo Morning Show, only 54, 2.9%. They don't, they don't love it. Was and Roy Brown was white? Was no. Roy Brown? Roy Br- was Brown, yeah. Was Roy Brown? What does Don know? Yeah, don't start with that crap. And where's the Fats Domino one, Mon? Oh, I was playing it. You were? I didn't hear it. Oh, there it is. You, you can tell by him that his. You can tell by him tinkling on the piano. Yeah, he could bang it. Well, he's great. I just love Fats Domino. Remember when they had the Katrina and all that stuff, and he kind of vanished, and they were afraid. Uh, That's right. A bit concerned about the fat man, but he, okay. uh, he surfaced. Fat There's floats. Nothing about us fat parts. We can float, and especially fat fairies like me. We really float. I hate this poll. Thirty-five, only one point nine percent out of eight hundred forty-two. Eighteen. What is eighteen forty-two? What a wonderful year that must have been. We got only 490 on the poll today, and that again is because they're okay. That's enough. The fat man, as much as I love him, he's great. Love Fats Domino. I would say of all the, uh, I mean, I don't know. That's hard to say after you've been alive for 400 years. He's still one of my very favorites. Let's put it that way, okay? I don't want to say he's my absolute favorite because Steve Tyler might get upset, you know, or some of my other favorite singers. 490 on the poll today. Now this is uh, this is going to take a long time to read. And by the way, I don't want to chase anybody away, but we got the Marlin pregame at 12:50 today. Oh, I know a lot of our loyal listeners out there are not too pleased about that. We get preempted for the Marlins, and it's not even a regular season game, as you well know. We're still a couple weeks away from that crap. It's an exhibitionist game. Oh, oh, brother. Oh my God. The pain. You can you can already smell the uh, the sulfur in the uh, diaries. You know those arbitrary diaries. 12.50 this afternoon, the Marlins at the Orioles in Fort Lauderdale. All right. Followed by Hank Goldberg's tournament show with Frank Haith, who's the coach of the Hurricanes. Is that what you told me yesterday, uh, Chris? What a memory. That would be correct. Oh, big deal. And then, uh, oh, wait a minute. And at 6.50, we got, oh, what a star-studded lineup we have today, my friends. We've got UM and Rutgers baseball right there while people are still awake at 6.50 this evening. That is really something-something, man. I think we have a goal. You know how we have a goal on our poll for a number just about every day? Mm-hmm. I the poll goal. Our goal is 1,000. I think our goal is to get to a oh. point. Oh. And I think uh, under the current regime, man, I think they got a shot. We got a shot, like Jimmy Johnson would say. Yeah. To get a oh. point. Oh. Because <laughs> if you put together the audience between the Marlins exhibitionist game this afternoon and the U.M. Rutgers baseball audience, you still won't have a. Oh. No. 
because they owe points. It's the only it's the only ratings number that starts with a minus in front of it. When you got those things, but you know what do we care? Like I said, the money is still good. There's no pressure. I get out of here at twelve fifty. I'm off to Woodbine at one o'clock to plunge my guts out. Win a lot of money today. I'm going to win that jackpot, baby. I'm going to win that hundred and sixty-six grand on the dollar machine. You'll see, and then I'll start spreading money around like it was like it was like I found it on the ground at the hotel pharmacy on the beach. I'm really so glad that that old cocker called in that day to remind me it was the hotel pharmacy because that's thirty-one uh, years ago. Or 30, anyway, I would say. About 30, man. My junior, honey. You're breaking up with me? In a birthday card? Well, they don't make breaking up cards. You're fired! I feel horrible. I shall now be sick. You're just having a bad day. I've had a bad day. So squat on this pew, baby. Because you had a bad day. been fired. You're fired. You need to pack up your things and go. Now that's what I call a bad hair day. All right, look, I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? He lost his genitals in a fire. He's just been arrested. It's like we've lost our mojo. I think I'm going to be sick. You're fired. I've got one go man. You have a bad day. The cameras don't lie. I saw this drunk guy throw up, and then a pigeon ate it. We broke up. He cheated on me. I got puked on. She dumped me and broke my heart. You broke your penis. I take Viagra just not to wet my shoes. Oh, how about wetting my beak would be going? Speaking of that, thanks to Chicken Neck, we got this musical bed. There's nothing this very nice. This is the the Jack Waltz uh, music. That's right. This is Tom Hagen that flies to L.A. To meet that uh, famous director out there who won't give uh, Al Martino that part. I ain't no band leader. He's a good guy. But I'll say it again. Robert Duval, one of my favorites, man. He's so good. Every movie, well, not every movie. I didn't see some of the movies, like the one where he played that preacher guy. Right. And you also didn't see at least that one scene in Apocalypse Now. No, because I won't watch the movie. Well, I got you don't it. Have to. Didn't, didn't I send it to you? I say the uh, yeah. You sent me the uh, the, the real expensive version. Sure, Redux. Yeah, well, how do you like that? What a guy I am. Like what term. a guy I am, man. A for mensch for all time. Right now. Angelina Jolie. Here's the big news. Forget about uh, Alberto Vio Five Gonzalez. Nobody cares about him. It's just you know you know what kills me. Hmm. What bullets? Among many other things. No, besides toxic fumes. I'm, it's a good thing I'm not there because I would have walked out. I'm uh, now you dizzy. know that. Yeah, you, know, you there would. Isn't, there isn't, I mean, you. you obviously can't do it because they'll fire your ass or some grotesque thing like that. But if I was there, you think that a high-paid, uh, legendary guy like me is going to work in a studio where the toxic fumes are pouring in through the vents? You would walk it's like right everybody back is into gagging. the elevator, They already yeah. took one guy to the hospital, and uh, management doesn't stay. Seem to be oblivious to it. Like, oh well, just quit complaining so much and go to work now. They're not oblivious. What do you mean by that? Just shut up. That's uh, you know. They're oblivious. One thing about radio management, they're all the same. They're all oblivious to pain and suffering and trauma and you, you name it. Angelina Jolie is expected to arrive in Vietnam late tonight to adopt a three-year-old baby boy. This is the new thing, celebrity adoptions, man. I'm thinking of adopting myself. Adopting a new attitude. You're going to adopt yourself? No, a new well, attitude about business. Well, I'm thinking about maybe getting back into the business. Joel, and, and then I get an email yesterday from some uh, on MySpace saying... Oh, yeah, you ought to uh, get on FM. You know, you ought to get on power. I, I mean, 
some of the stuff that you, some of you people write is just so amazing to me. They, uh, okay, where's that magic wand sound that you've got there? I don't have that. Yeah, the, okay, poof, we're on Sirius, we're on FM. We're, get out of here with the nonsense, will you please? You ought to get yourself on FM. Right, okay, I'll get, uh, I'm going to, like, uh, do some kind of a chant now. You know, ba 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 boy 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 Yeah, all of a sudden I'm on FM. Just get with them. Cut the crap, will you? Jolie's expected to attend an adoption ceremony with Vietnamese officials in Ho Chi Minh City tomorrow morning. And uh, after she receives the child, she'll meet with U.S. consular officials who must review the adoption before a passport can be issued for the boy. What What is the... Uh, I don't understand the deal with this. What, what is the point of this? Is the idea being that, like Madonna and Angelina Jolie, they want to go and adopt um, underprivileged children and uh, make a big hey, publicity stunt out of it? anybody can have a homegrown baby. This is an import, like a fine wine. You see, no, this is an exotic pet, the most exotic of pets. The boy is healthy, friendly, a little bit shy. They uh, staff there said in Vietnam. He gets along well with other children, and he loves to play soccer. Well, how the hell old is he? He loves to play soccer. I'm trying to find here in the story. Oh, he's three years old. Three-year-old kids play soccer? Yeah, sure. Well, they kick balls. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why it's a good way to stay the hell away from them. Like a horse. They have a tendency of doing that same thing, too. Just to show you that they're pissed off, that they're not too friendly. When a horse starts kicking back up at you, you know? Okay, let's take a look at that poll today. And again, I apologize for the very, you know, we don't want to have two big days in a row because then the expectation gets way out of kilter, way out of your kilts. Well, you talk about, that, that, you know, that... That could be the silliest thing in the world, the Scottish with their kilts. I mean, there are a lot of silly, you know, the headgear and all these other, the burkas and all this other jerker crap, but good golly. Kilts? Yeah. And then they wear those high stockings, too. And, uh -huh. Oh, brother. And they got that uh, purse thing that hangs down in front. Yeah, do they really? They have a purse? Well, that sounds it's, kind of a... It's kind uh, of a bag. It's kind of a furry bag. <laughs> it's kind actually. of a sack? It's oh, a fur-covered no. sack. What kind of a sack? It hangs in front in with Prince tassels Charlie's case, I don't think much of a sack, if you ask me. A sack of crap. He sure has got nice ears, though. You know what, Prince Charles? You oh, can yeah. just pick him up by the ears and give him a good At least he's got a sense of humor about uh, himself. Does he really? Oh, yeah. Not. He does? does? He's always cracking jokes about himself, absolutely. Well, he, that never impressed me as being a real uh, funny guy. I wasn't looking. <laughs> yeah. How many lectures, uh, speeches have you gone to? I, I try to avoid him and that whole royal family. They make mm -hmm. me sick. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Yeah. The most embarrassing bodily function, odor, or abnormally abnormality. This is a long question. Even just to read the poll question, it takes a half an hour. So it's baseball time. The most embarrassing bodily function, odor, or abnormality that could happen to the, uh, me with other people around is having a loud or bad-smelling fart, 281. That's what I voted, as opposed to... And, you know, I don't want to get into because then, you know, Joe Bell gets all upset. Oh, we're going to have to dump all of that. He's talking fart talk again. And Joyce will, you know, she'll chime in. But it, isn't it interesting, like, when you go to a good restaurant... Now, obviously, people have different tastes. Not everybody's a steak lover or loves lobster or whatever. But if there's something really good on the menu, most people, a majority of people would go in there and, and have, order that item, and they would say, mmm, that's delicious, you know, mmm, like Mark Foley mm. would say. Yeah. <sighs> you know, like that. However, in this particular case, if you were, and I've talked about this many times before, if you're in a room alone by yourself and you cut it, and you think, mmm, that, that's Fantastic, you know. But if somebody else smells it, they're, they're smelling exactly the same aroma. They're, ah, oh, oh, they're swooning, you know, like that broad next to me at the uh, machine a couple weeks ago at Woodbine. I'm serious. I mean, she just, she must have uh, soiled not the seat but the air. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think she soiled uh, all the atmosphere around all of us. But anyway. 
Having a loud or bad smelling fart, 281. Not good. Bad breath, 62. There are a lot of, a lot of people with bad breath. And I'm just not one of those people who can say, you know, even to my friends, I can't say, oh, man, would you go, like, get some mouthwash or gargle or, you know, get some uh, douche your uh, whole mouth and oral cavity out? Douche out that cavity. I can't say that. Can you? Why not? I just can't. It just, it's rude to me. I'm not going to say to somebody, oh, boy, your breath really stinks. Bad breath, 62. I hate this pull, 42. That's 7.9%. I don't see anything wrong with this pull. To me, it's a pretty good one. Sneezing and uh, shooting snot. Oh, wait a minute. That just got tied. Getting an unexpected stiffy in my pants. Yeah, wishful thinking by most of you, I think. Sneezing and shooting snot, 35. You know, one of the worst things is when you sneeze and you know there was like a uh, significant amount of like uh, whatever came out of your nose and, and you don't know where it is, you know. And then, you, then if you're lucky, you'll look down and see it like right there in the front of your shirt and you think, oh, am I glad I found that because otherwise it's not too appetizing, especially if you walk into apply for a job, you know. What's that lump there on the front of your shirt? By you know, right over there by the collar. Spit flying out of my mouth while talking. Seventeen, like Doctor Ron at the hockey games. What do you think about the Flyers? You know, Neil. You know, boy, he was one of the most annoying people. Smelly underarms. Twelve. I hate that. Having a fishy smell. Twelve. Food between your teeth. Ten. A pimple on your face. Eight. Nothing worse than a pimple. A pimple. Pimple. <laughs> a pimple on the puss. Stomach grumbling. Eight. Like my dentist was the other day. Grumbling badly. A visible nose or ear hair, four. I better go trim that during the break. Dandruff in my hair, four. Burping, one. And none for having the hiccups or a telltale mustache on a woman, which you're trying to tell me what he meant by that was uh, facial hair. Correct. 547 vote. Let me say it again. We have a lot more votes, but Eric was busy last night. He was out cheating on his wife or doing something exciting. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I hope he wasn't doing that, but I hope it was exciting. Whatever it was, it was obviously much more. Oh, look at this a report on a mummified baby. Well, we'll get to that. Maybe that's the one I'm going to adopt. I think it would be perfect for me, a mummified baby. And then I could become one of the mummers. Did we ever discuss what the hell the mummers are? They have the mummers parade? No. How about mumsers? Now, speaking of this business, a lot of mumsers in it. Golf on the radio. I love it. I'm not a violent person. Fighting movies don't of this dude But now my loins are burning With all these gladiators almost nude And the 300 trailer made me go To see them naked blow by blow Oh my god It's a 10:32. So uh-huh. the movie you were telling me I need to go see, Dude Ranch. No, 300. Uh, whatever that was. I, I think it was just uh, based on the visuals that you would like it. It's something to see in the theaters. It's uh, spectacular visually. Do you like it? I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Well, there you go. A lot of naked guys in the background. Uh, they're practically. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, that's good. Practically is always better than completely. You know. 
Leave you a little to the imagination. And not, then they, not a whole lot. And then they start stabbing uh, people with things. Stabbing people with their things? All kinds of things. Oh, boy. Report on homicide baby studied. Who sent this in? It says uh, somebody got... Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I can't read that word. I mean, I can read it, but not on the air. I can't read it. It starts with an F. And without options, the kid died. Gotta love that Catholic guilt, it says. And it's, uh, this is signed a recovered Catholic. That's the best kind, recovered Catholic. It says, P.S., I sent you the Totus to Y tape years ago. And it says spelling is not right. Yeah, the spelling could use a little bit of help. And a bit, too. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but... I mean, this is the only bit we've got that we've got when it says, please don't pay this thing. I think I'm gonna be mad. I think that it's now. Focus. The girl I'm going to wear has gained 20 pounds. So you can always tell Goyim when they say, took us, took us my ass. She's got a took us to wine. There, there's a guy, took us. See the way he said that? That's a Jew. Yeah. You can always tell. And That's also, one of the ways. He wrote a song about took us. That's another clue. The county medical examiner in Palm Beach is reviewing a forensic anthropologist report on the mummified baby boy found in Delray Beach Storage Bay before ruling on what caused the baby's death. Did I mention we got the Marlins and the Orioles at 12.50 this afternoon? Woe is us. And I'll be off to Woodbine faster than you can say, oh, man, the name of the game is losing your ass. After examining the boy's remains, forensic anthropologist Tony Falsetti, I wonder if he speaks in a Falsetti voice, of the University of Florida submitted his report last week. Falsetti, who runs the C.A. Pounds Human ID Lab in Gainesville, also returned the boy's body to Palm Beach County, said Medical Examiner Operations Manager Tony Mead. Medical Examiner Dr. Michael Bell is reviewing Falsetti's findings, expected to make a ruling soon. Bell's conclusions will be forwarded to Delray Beach Police. It appears a crime has been committed. If it appears, a crime has been committed. The medical examiner's determination will serve another clue for investigators in solving the mystery, which began in January when a 46-year-old New Jersey woman who traveled uh, to Delray Beach to sift through her dead parents' storage bay found, among cast-off furniture and dusty lawn equipment, a suitcase. Inside the suitcase was another smaller suitcase surrounded by a store-bought birthday prayer card, a miniature rosary, and a photograph of an unidentified little girl. Inside the smaller suitcase, rolled in a pair of women's pants and wrapped up in a uh, is the pants doesn't say panties, women's pants. That would be grotesque. And wrapped in a January 1967 edition. Does that say 57 edition of the New York Daily News was a mummified baby boy? <coughs> the baby had hair measured about 18 inches, weighed only a few ounces. Police said his umbilical cord appeared to be still attached. He appeared to have been born in 57. Forensic investigators said, although the woman was shaken at the thought of uncovering the remains of an older brother, she never knew. It wasn't clear who the baby's parents were because other people had access in the storage bay, police said after the discovery. Detective Gene Sapino said the boy appeared to be a family secret. Oh, so many family secrets, you know. So little time and so many family secrets, most of them ugly and grotesque. Investigators said the woman's mother, who was in her 70s when she died last year, was unmarried in 57. She was Catholic, had at least two children, they said. Well... Soon after, well, the Catholics want to make a lot of babies, married or not. You know, they're working feverishly to make as many babies as they can. Soon after the discovery, police began interviewing the woman's friends and family to determine whether a mother or anyone close to the family might have been pregling in 57. Police said they had been waiting for a ruling from the medical examiner before moving forward with the investigation. Fifty years later, you know, it's like who killed Cock Robin? Does anybody really care about this? Who was Cock Robin? I have no idea. Ask Bruce Wayne. I think he might know, and then you find out why his name is Bruce. Oh, and now here's a good one. I like this. This is good. A poll somebody sent in. This is not from Charlie B either. It's somebody else. Good one, though. 
Oh, don't tell me it's from University Dodge. I wonder if they sell any cars down there or do any work, because they sure as hell have got plenty of time to fax us in all this garbage. I like this poll, though. The dumbest expression that people say is, a pig in a poke, in a coon's age, never stole a freight train, wet my whistle, a hop skip and a jump, as the crow flies, dumb as dirt, lickety-split. <laughs> I see. How about banana split? Lickety split. Boy, that sure opens up a lot of avenues in my mind. You ever? I never heard a dumb expression uh, is one of the, and I hate this pool. Well, that's, that's a good pool. I like yes, that. Yes, it is. Very good. Thanks whoever sent that in. It was not, uh, what's his name? Whatever his name is. University Dodge. Boy, oh, boy. Well, Kimba Bocamper's up the street there. He's going to have a lot more time, like early mornings pretty soon, to be selling a lot more cars, I would think. Although you never know, because that morning show is on fire. WB says, in, is accidentally squeeze. Oh, no, no, that's we're not putting that one on there. We're not putting poop my pants. Although, I guess we could put it in those terms, couldn't we? Why not? Yeah, poop my pants. That's fine. I mean, even Joyce would approve of that, and is probably doing it as we speak. Hey, Joyce, nice action, sweetheart. Oh, she's all ass anyway. Whack them. It says, if one was a teenager, a premature party in the pants. Yet, oh, okay. WB, you're getting a little carried away for a family show here, okay? Too many activities in your pantaloons is what I'm thinking. Right in the old circular file down there. In fact, I think it sounds like swishful thinking to me. A lot of wishes for a lot of uh, activities that probably aren't happening, or at least uh, not too often. 584 on a pull. What do you think is a realistic number? Keep it in mind that we're out here at 10 before 1. Not that I got my eye on that clock, like two hours and 12 minutes away, not that I'm counting. 584 on a pull. What do you think, Chris? We get some. Oh, about 800. 800? Oh, yeah. 800, the man says. Just because yesterday we got 1,500 and you're getting all carried away. What the hell are they showing there on that uh, on uh, CNN? That looked like Luke Halpin, looked like a Sandy on the beach there. He had uh, something going with that flipper. He was flipping it. 21 before 11, what's that schedule look like? Oh, that's right, we got the Marlin. Yeah, I already told you the schedule. I don't want to say it again. That was a moment of weakness. See, that's force of habit. Oh, yeah, I, I had this in my pod yesterday. I never got to it. It says, cavemen are getting a sitcom. Right. Have you got that? See, you never sent me that caveman song. What caveman song? I did so. The hell you did? I emailed it to you. Yeah, or you emailed it to me, and what am I going to do with that? I can't just, do just anything like you with did that. with the other song. You absolutely, you put it You're in your pod there. You save yeah, it yeah. to your disc, and you put it in your Turns pod. out ABC is planning to give those sensitive cavemen from the Geico insurance spots their own sitcom. If they survive the pilot season, the lovable uh, Neanderthals reportedly will battle prejudice as they attempt to live as normal 30-somethings in modern Atlanta. About 30, man. 30-something cavemen in modern Atlanta. Well, you know something, to be honest with you, in Atlanta, they're like, uh, I think they represent a step up. On the Richter scale, you know, in terms of the human food chain. Not that I don't like Atlanta, you understand, but y'all come back now, you hear? The This court finds you guilty. Guilty and guilty. Y'all burn for this. Burn in jail. Where is the pardon he needed the most? I can't believe this. I could actually go to jail. I'm in jail. Cause Scooter Libby is totally toast. Aw, crap. Not working for you? Damn right. They said he's guilty all the way. He lied and now he's gonna play. And we just need to see him gone. <laughs> he sold us a lie just to get us to war. The whole story was a complete lie. Halliburton sky high while we're getting poor. Now we'll never be able to afford my lip injections. Bush and Cheney must have been high to think we let them ruin our lives. And we just need to see them gone. 
45. One question about that bit. You like it? I love it. It's cute. I mean, it has its moments. It's not spectacular. Mm, it's all right. It's all right. 14 before 11 at 560 WQM. we got the Marlin uh, exhibition game. I want to keep announcing that so that you don't get all bent out of shape when it comes to be like, oh, I don't know, about a quarter to one. And we say, oh, see ya. Like that. And they say, what, what's going on here? We thought this show was on 10 to 2. We were getting entertained and amused and, you know, tickling our fancy and whatever. Well, quit tickling your fancy. That's what Joy says. You don't have to be fancy, just tickle. Doesn't that bring back some wonderful memories? It sure does. The first 400 times you watch the odds as high as a kite, it's making it uh, really easy to disconnect, <laughs> detach from reality, <laughs> and, and visualize. In fact, this bed, we're going to play a bunch of stuff underneath. The big body brains all over your nice side. Yeah, like that. What's the matter with you? I think your brain is doing so. Right. Right now it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. And then, of course, leave the gun. Take the cannoli. And we actually do have a couple of new uh, Godfather drops, which I don't know. There probably won't be any appropriate point to play them so much. Even well. Sonny won't be able to call up Luca Brasi. Yeah. Well... Um, let me worry about Luca. <laughs> and Salotto's got that look on his face where all the teeth are protruding like like the, uh, like a lizard, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if lizards have actually have protruding teeth, but nevertheless, you know what I'm saying. Still alive. They hit him with five shots and he's still alive. That's one of my favorites. That's bad luck for me. And bad luck for you if you don't make that deal. Right. You tell him, Salotto. By the way, try the veal, uh, Captain McCloskey. It's the best in the city. You know, one of the great one of the great things in that scene. Well, this everything is great in The Godfather. It's all great. It's all good. But where the waiter is pouring the wine, remember he's trying to get the cork out of the bottle, and Salazzo is getting so agitated because uh-huh. obviously they're having this big powwow. You know, they got right. got to get down to the uh, meat of the matter. You know, they got. I'm not talking about the veal either, although it is the best in the city. They got to get into the conversation, and the waiter is like uh, potchking around and trying to get that cork out, and then it gives him that exasperated look, like. Come on already, will you get with it already? Jesus, God, already, you know? I'm, th- I'm sure that's what he was thinking. And then a minute later, he wasn't thinking too much. Because like Santino said, I don't want brother coming out of that uh, toilet with just his in his hand. That's what he said. Jared Leto, this is good news. Love Jared Leto. I might watch that again this weekend, you know? I yeah. watched it about a hundred times, Requiem for a Dream. I'm going to watch that one more time. Jared Leto spent the weekend in Miami moping around the Hotel Victor with a mystery woman and showed up at his brother's Friday night to birthday bash at Cameo, completely disguised as a spy. He was disguised that it did. The 32nd of Mars frontman was sporting a heavy beard and a bucket hat that covered his forehead. It looked like he was arriving in full costume, says the spy. You could barely tell it was him. I could tell. Sources inside the party said Leto was very particular about the details of the event, insisting that Iron Maiden's The Number of the Beast be played as he and his brother entered the club and that he'd be allowed to DJ the whole night. Jared Leto. Well, he's, you know, he's been through some, uh, he's had some issues, haven't we all? He's got issues, whatever that means. 607 votes on a poll. What did you say, 800? 
I yeah, said, huh? We've got less than no, I'm not talking about you. You're you're incoherent, man. You've got an excuse. More so than usual. Although I don't know why Chris is coherent because it would seem to me he's that not. Spe- huh? Although he's especially he's closer when you're to fat, the hall it's, door. Already, it's already hard to breathe anyway because the fat is clogging your pores, you know, like <sighs> every breath is like that, you know. So when huh? when you compound it, when you've got the, all that nasty, grotesque crap in the air, all that uh, marginal stuff that you're breathing. At any rate, so what were you saying, 800? I think, I don't know. Because we've got less than two hours. And we've got 607 on there right now. And again, if you're wondering, well, how come he did 1,500 during the show yesterday? Let me say it again. Eric was busy last night. He was probably, maybe he got to hit some kind of a deal at the Mickey D's in his neighborhood. Okay, like the eight-for-one uh, double cheeseburgers or something. I don't know. The most embarrassing bodily function, odor, or abnormality that could happen to me with other people around is having a large... Why does it say having? I mean, you don't have a fart. You cut a fart. Isn't that what it should say? That's what it should say. Yeah, it shouldn't say having. You ever, you ever have a fart? I have, I have one now, and I might cut it later. <laughs> oh, no. Cutting a loud or bad-smelling fart, 333. 333, we're halfway there. That's the sign of the beast. The sign of the beast. It is written in the omen. Uh, bad breath, 69. I hate this pull, 49. Sneezing and shooting snot, 39. You thought it was just a little uh, something there, and it's not. Getting an unexpected stiffy in my pants, 37. Well, I don't think that's ever going to happen again to this old man. Uh, spit flying out of my mouth while talking, 20. Smelly underarms, 13. You know, as a matter of fact, the thing about the uh, thing in the pants, I don't want to say that again because Joyce will get all upset. There was a kid in my high school, Bob Witherspoon. I guess he was sitting during... During study hall, always, you know, staring at the girls, you know? Mm-hmm. Because when he, I, I noticed that several times. Bob Witherspoon. I always loved Bob. Now he's old and grotesque, an old man like me. See, that's the sad part. You can't go back to school and make everybody the same person that they were like 100 years ago. Damn it. Spit flying out of my mouth while talking, 20, like Dr. Ron at the hockey games used to spit in Neil's face. I used to, like, have to go take a shower. I'd have to go down there with Ray Whitney and I'd take a shower in the, uh, between periods. Boy, I only wish. Smelly underarms, 13. Having a fishy smell, 12. <laughs> There's a lot of fishy smells at Woodbine, I'll tell you that. A lot of fishy machines, too, man, lately. Really fishy. Since I came back from Berlin, I think they've, uh, they've decided they don't like me very much. Food between my teeth, 11. Pimple on my puss, 8. Stomach grumbling, 8. Visible nose or ear hair, 5. Well, I guess it all depends on how much, you know. It's like in clumps. If it's in clumps, you probably ought to do a little something to boot it. Dandruff in my hair, four. Burping, two. You know, that's another thing about getting your hair real short like I shave mine, you know. You don't have to worry about dandruff no more. When I was young, I had dandruff. Yeah, and then what happened? You got old? And then I, I don't know. I, I started doing better stuff. I don't know, just uh, dandruff. Burping, two. Having the hiccups, none. And a telltale woman's mustache, none. Oh, yeah, I've seen women with uh, enough facial hair like, uh, like a beard. Abe Lincoln would be embarrassed. 622 on a pole. And Chris says we can make 800 by 1250. Not that we're counting till a ball game. Even way. Sonny won't be able to call up Luca Brasi. Brasi. Yeah. Let me worry about well, Luca. Let me worry about Luca. Yeah. I, I never noticed that before, but Tom Hagen says Luca Brasi. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Well, he's uh, not he's, a uh, German Irish. Right. You know, he's my Krautnik friend. I think one day we'll just play the dialogue from the whole the whole Godfather, the trilogy, all three of them on the air. Well, it won't it would take more than one day. Uh-huh. What was that? <laughs> That was Frankie getting all whipped up again. My favorite character in, in the history of movies now, at least today, at least for this week. It'll change. 
Attorney General Alberto Villafab Gonzalez, speaking of your hair, rejected growing calls for his resignation yesterday. We're supposed to be all whipped up about this. I started mentioning before, all these dead people over there, uh, 30, almost 3,200 American soldiers dead, thousands and thousands, maybe a million dead Iraqis who got liberated from life. How could he be liberated any better than death, you know? Freedom from all their cares and worries and woes, as in woe is us. And uh, what they're worried about is this crap. As scores of newly released documents detail a two-year campaign by the Justice Department and White House to purge federal prosecutors. I mean, naturally, they all ought to be in jail and federal prison, but that's beside the point. Gonzalez acknowledges the department mishandled the dismissals of eight U.S. attorneys and misled Congress about how they were fired. He said he was ultimately to blame for those mistakes, but stood by the firings. I acknowledge that mistakes were made here, he told reporters at a news briefing after he canceled the out-of-town trip. I accept that responsibility. He promised changes so that the mistakes that occurred in this instance do not occur again in the future. He also accepted the resignation of his chief of staff, Carl Sampson. The aide, along with then-White House counsel Harry Admires, had been discussing possible firings of U.S. attorneys in 2005, according to emails released yesterday. It was the second time in as many weeks that Gonzalez was under fire. Last week, the Attorney General and FBI Director Robert Mueller had been to the FBI uh, improperly, at times illegally, used the Patriot Act to secretly pry out personal information about Americans in terrorism investigations. It's called fascism, baby. Fascism. That's what it's called. Nazis goose-stepping, marching. Hermann Goering would be proud. <laughs> Joseph Mengele would be proud. That is correct. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct, sir. sir. Now, what do you think? Are we going to take any calls today? We've got a short show thanks to that Marlin Exhibitionist game, which ought to be a real ratings booster. Make no mistake about that. <laughs> well, we ought can to take bring that. it back up to about a one. That one. QAM, hello. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Um, just hadn't heard what you think of the movie last night. I think of what uh, movie? The uh, Raising Arizona, sorry. I didn't watch it last night. Oh, you got to watch it. Uh, there's a, anytime I reference salad days, you're talking about words that people use, uh, that's a line in there. And also salad days, the, yeah, that's another stupid expression, salad yeah. days. It has the uh, greatest music theme song, second to The Godfather of all really? time. Like, I haven't seen it in like... Well, I can sing it right now. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you know what I want. <laughs> I wonder if that guy's still uh, snoozing from Magnolia. You know, that guy, he calls in almost every day. He's mm-hmm. like uh, three-quarters of the way through it now. I think he's in the part where Jason <laughs> Robards pulls that thing out of his nose. 626 votes on the poll. So far, the farts... Oh, and, and Eric changed it. See, Eric's making up for his uh, deviant behavior last night. He changed the poll instead of having a fart. Well, and again, that wasn't my fault or Eric's fault. Charlie B., who sends in all these great polls, uh, maybe Charlie B. has a fart. You know, other people cut him. He, he has him. In fact, maybe like in a bottle somewhere. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. Any questions? And now live from Rigel 7, it's the Neil Rogers Show. I like to ease up and song for bit writing. Plenty of time like the American pie thing. Melody guide so I don't sing off key. This is my favorite karaoke. Yeah, I love the way that bit ended. Mm. The bits haven't been the same since the book of Brian died. I know. I heard that was some party Greg Reed threw. Yes. Good thing I didn't go. Lots of dancing. Of course, it's not easy flying back there from Rigel 7. I know. Thank God. Oh, God. I'm here. <coughs> it's all over for you poor schleps stuck on Earth. Yes. President Noel. 
Well, if you're lucky, that crackhead is the last bush to rig an election. Mm. Who's on this line? WQAM. Mr. Rogers? Speaking. I was in the public Chocolatica today, sir. And let me tell you, the clip-out coupons in Thursday's paper are the shaving. I discovered to my shock you know, that the checkout counter yes, at Redstone's was not two for 99 cents. On the contrary, Got it was two breakstones for 99 cents huh? each. Now, oh. I don't know about you. That's right. They tried to peddle me two breakstones for the price of two breakstones cottage cheese when the coupon clearly stated that... Well, use the cottage cheese that's grown in your toenails. Now, who's this on uh, line seven and nine... Klingon penal colony, hello? Have we got into that? Retired. Okay, on that note, you know, I gotta renegotiate my contract. How about a one minute show, huh? Oh! You can fill the other three minutes. That's right. Sporto Concubine is next. George? Bye, bye, bye. I think we need to play that at least four or five times a day just to make up all the time. I love the old man, the same old man calling up. 1102 at 560 WQM. John in Columbia says, the wet spot on your pants from not shaking enough. Well, sometimes you might get a wet spot on your pants from shaking too much. I think. That's another side of the poll, point. yeah. I beg your pardon? I said, how's it going, eh? It's for the poll? Well, what do, what do you think I thought it was for? I said, that's another poll, what you were talking about. Oh. Just watch your uh, behavior. Huh? Oh, I can't be held accountable. Go. Oh, thank you, whoever sent this one, this in. Now, maybe you want to play uh, not that same song, though. Maybe you got some other Fats, Antoine Fats, Domino stuff on Imperial Records. Well, let's see. Boker Brian sent me the link to that. Thank you, Boker. Thank you, uh, Chicken Egg. The link to what? Oh, this story? Yeah. It says, Fats Domino broke into soft song as he stepped slowly through his gutted house in New Orleans' Flood Ravage Ninth Ward last Friday. Sometimes the Hall of Fame piano man murmured a line of his familiar lyrics. At other moments, he just seemed to be thinking out loud with a tune on his tongue. I found my thrill, thrill. on Blueberry Heel. On Blueberry Heel. I love the fat man. He's great. Why such bad luck fall on me, the 79-year-old sang. Why such bad luck fall on me? Well, you know, I never said his grammar was perfect. Maybe his uh, grandpa was, but grandma, well, she could have used a little help. Walking into New Orleans, yeah. Uh, crushing. Crushing. Why such bad luck fall on me? Sang, looking out a rear window into the neighborhood where he was born in 1928. He's 79, and he's still alive. They hit him with five shots, and he's still alive. Even Sonny won't be able to call up Luca Brown. That's not the cut. Where is it? I think it's number seven. He's still alive. There he is. They hit him with five shots. Five shots, and he's still alive. Okay, just calm down, Salazzo. Yeah, I like the way he bears his teeth. You know, like a, like a rabid dog. Look his jaws going. Yeah. In between melodies, he said repeatedly, it's time to come home to New Orleans. I'm ready. I wasn't ready to leave, he said. Domino, whose real name is Antoine, no kidding, and who is known in New Orleans nearly as much for his reclusiveness as hits such as Blueberry Hill, Blue Monday, and Ain't That a Shame, wrote out Hurricane Katrina in the Ninth Ward, where the August 29, 2005 storm did some of its worst damage. You got, ain't got Ain't That a Shame. Come huh? on. Hang on. You're the one to blame. My lips are burning now. It's official. Good. Me cry. Me cry. That's a good song. Me cry. No, a lot of his songs are good. Goodbye. As opposed to Elvis. Yeah, hey, listen, Elvis couldn't lick his butt, okay? Are you kidding me? And what about Blue Monday? You got Blue Monday. How I hate Blue Monday. No. Oh, in that case. Ain't that a shame, huh? It is okay, a shame. I'll go find it. 
His family and agents had reported him missing and learned days later he survived when they saw a photo in the Times Picayune that showed him stepping off a rescuer's boat. Oh, we don't want to lose the fat man, I'll tell you that. Domino, who had been back to see the Ninth Ward at least once before Friday, said he had no doubt he'd eventually return for good. Workers are rebuilding his home, which is expected to be restored by summer. Thanks, God. For many in the heavily devastated neighborhood, which some uh, have said shouldn't be rebuilt, Domino's return is a sign of hope. It's kind of like a fat, dark Jesus. This is not just about getting the guy back in his house. It's really symbolic of the city coming back, said Bill Taylor, director of the Tipitina's Foundation. What the hell's that? Tipitina? I heard a Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. But Tipitina, my ass. Which is paying to repair the home Domino's lived in for decades. There is hope down here now, he said. Now that the fat man's back, we got hope. Surrounded by blocks of abandoned homes, many untouched since Katrina, Domino's house was buzzing with workers. Outside, they scraped away rust from the black iron fence that surrounds the home and gave it a fresh coat of paint. Inside, they tried to decide how to replace the air conditioning system and electrical circuits. I bet you it smells better inside his house than it does in your studio, though. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's nobody swooning from toxic fumes in there. Sitting in what used to be his pink entertainment room on a bench from the front porch, Domino recalled memories of his life in the Ninth Ward, cutting grass for the neighbors, cooking red beans and rice for family and friends. Oh, red beans and rice. Uh-oh, I'm going to have some wild diarrhea any second now, thinking about that. It doesn't take a lot to be happy, he said with a smile. I sure agree with that. You know, one thing about me, it doesn't take a whole lot to keep me happy, you know? Just a little pat on the shoulder, a little smile, a little hat. The foundation, which helps scores of musicians after the storm find housing and new instruments, will spend upward of a hundred grand restoring Domino's home. The foundation is working with Elton John, Tom Petty, Bonnie Raitt, Willie Nelson, B.B. King. Others will go record a tribute album of Domino's songs to benefit the foundation. Roughly 25% of the proceeds will go toward Domino's home. The back end of a pink 59 Cadillac that for many years sat in the living area of his home and served as a couch is being restored. That sounds like that diner I was talking about. And you know the name of the diner was Ralph's. Boy, what a memory. What a memory. At the Stardust that they blew up yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. Plans also call for bringing back many original details, including pink walls to match the car. A mirrored glass balcony and brass railing, which were not damaged during Katrina, will also be kept. After Katrina, Domino was taken to the Superdome, then by bus with other evacuees to LSU's basketball area in Baton Rouge, where he returned with his, reunited with his family. They left the arena and spent two days at the off-campus apartment of Tigers quarterback Jamarcus Russell, who knew a friend of Domino's family. Jamarcus, my ass. What kind of a name is that? Jamarcus. I'll go get a Sharpie. Holy moly. Domino spent time in New Orleans Hotel after that before moving into a gated community full of newly constructed homes in suburban Harvey. James Elder, the man in charge of constructed Fats Domino's home, expects the home to be finished by summer. Thanks, God. He said the house's studs will have to be rid of mold. Oh, I hate when studs have <laughs> got mold on them. I don't mind a good stud, but when they got mold, let's remove the mold first before we dig any deeper. Before workers can put a new insulation in drywall, all which should be done in the next few weeks, and it says he could have moved anywhere in his life and career. This is where he chose to say, Elder said, we're going to try to put back to what it was as close as possible. Thank God for the fat man, Antoine Fats Domino. I, I think he sold more records than Elvis when he came right down to it. He had like 80 zillion gold records, stuff like that. Well, he deserves to. He deserved to, the fat man. We love the fat man. We got 670 votes, and I think Chris had his thumb right on him, man. I think we're going to make 800. Told you. Even though we've only got an hour and 41 minutes to go until... Marlins Exhibition Baseball. Oh, my God. Right in the middle of daytime when people are awake, people are working, people are walking around, people are like at the beach, people are playing volleyball and uh, badminton and maybe with each other or themselves, whatever the hell they're doing. And we got an exhibition baseball game. And then tonight, as if that isn't enough, after Hank's uh, tournament show with Frank Hayes from 4 to 6.50, then we got UM Baseball with Rutgers, with a little girls' school, Rutgers at uh, 6.50 tonight. 
And I noticed on the schedule it says 6.50 to 11 p.m. I know, I, having broadcast you in baseball for six seasons, which I did brilliantly, by the way, many years ago, uh, I know that those games can get long, but four hours and ten minutes? Chris, isn't that a little bit, uh, you know, some of those games can get pretty long, but four hours and ten minutes for a baseball game? Well, yeah, whenever it's, it's over, we'll, we'll just open up the pot and stick on ESPN Radio anyhow. Okay. Because basically, like Elvis would say, I surrender. Isn't that what he said, surrender? Huh? No, don't play it. Don't play no Elvis. Okay. Well, after you play the fat man, you don't want to be playing the Elvis. Although we do want to put one of these on today. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, you notice he was tinkling on the piano just like the fat man. Yeah, right just tinkling. Yeah, he was tinkling all over the phone. 670 votes on the poll. Disgusting uh, behavior, bodily function. And we're not, you know, we're talking about something. Now, if you do it on purpose, then, then it's, uh, that's mean-spirited, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's also, of course, taking your life in your hands, taking a chance in your pants. Not good. But if it's just one of those things that happens, you know, crap happens. Loud or bad-smelling farts have got everything else beat. Now, I don't know whether Joe's going to get all bent out of shape about me. It's just, it's a bodily function. You know, it's one of those things. Not a big deal, although it can be, especially if it really, really is rank and just fills the... And if you're in the elevator and you're the... Like I said yesterday, if you're the only other person on there... If there's a whole bunch of people on a crowded elevator, or like online at Publix, you know, you can always look like, oh, man, which one of you done that, even though you know damn well you done it? And you can always say the dog done it, even if there's no dog around. Now, what about cats? Well, I hate cats, as you know. Yeah. But I never I never really uh, paid much attention. I mean, do like cats fart? Well, I'm sure they do. They must, know. right. But, I mean, not, not like dogs. Not like my golden retriever. <sighs> Holy moly. You know, what a wonderful dog. But, geez, you know. Even the little ones fart. Oh, tiny, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the kind where your eyes start tearing up, mm-hmm. you know, and your oh, tears yeah, like, are rolling down your cheeks. Like uh, like today. We don't want to get, like, too graphic here, although I will say this. I'm sure that you would swap that aroma that I just described for whatever's going on in that studio. I told you the bathroom was breathable. Not, not that we want to overdo it about the studio and the fact that people are swooning and that somebody ought to call OSHA, the Occupational Safety Health Administration, and say, this company is uh, insane. They're forcing people to work in these uh, uninhabitable, uh, it's, a, it's a sick building. In fact, maybe that's what's happening with these trends. Maybe the ratings are reflecting the their numbers are so sick because the building is sick. 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 Think that could be it? Huh? Let's see what's going on here. Courage to stand up and tell the administration. Old Joe Biden. They He's buying have this had time. a god-awful policy. They have put our troops in a position that, in fact, has made it virtually impossible for them to succeed at the outset. You go, Joe. Get all bent out of shape now that all those people are dead. Now is the time to get all bent out of shape and all whipped up and start posturing for the world to see. Oh, that Joe Biden, man. What a hell of a guy. What a whale of a guy. 674 votes on our poll today, and Eric says, you'll make the 800. Just relax, you fat old faggot. Goodbye, Scooter Libby, 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 Libby. You out at secret agents in the field and got them killed like Dick Cheney or a treasonous fool. Can't pick your boyfriends in the tunes. Looks like it's time for flipping. I'd like to ask, working under Dick, from your vantage point, does Cheney have a mole on his ass? Rectum. Here we go again. I level neoconman. Always wind up in the pen. We'll never know how many agents died because of your big mouth. With love, no back and roll, we'll join you soon. When you see your cellmate Cheney, you can ask him why his name 
rhymes with agony. Won't see him no more. He's going away for a long rest. 1117 at 560 WQM. we got 1,267 friends on MySpace in your face. How's that? Not too bad. What's our goal on that? Like 80 million? 1267. Oh, okay. you know what I did this morning? You'll be very proud of me. Remember I was talking yesterday about that jackass Paul guy? Yeah. And he keeps trying to peddle that uh, Victoria's Secret crap. And so I just I just blocked him now this morning. I just got it. He did it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I, I think these are people who aren't even listening. You know what I'm saying? They're not listening right. online. This guy's supposedly in Michigan somewhere. And I worked 12 years in Michigan, mister. I know my Michigan. I like Michigan. I mean, the wintertime is horrible there. Almost as bad as upstate New York, if that's possible. I, not as much snow, but colder and windier. The wind just goes through you like a, like a knife, man, like a, like a hatchet. Unbelievable. But I've uh, worked Michigan for a long time, man. Albion, Michigan. Marshall, Michigan. I was the Marco Polo of all the small markets in Michigan. Sturgis, Michigan. Kalamazoo, Michigan. Detroit, Southfield. All of these. Uh, oh, my God. All of these. All of these things. Places. 686. You're right, Chris. We got 800 looked easy. That was a good number to pick. You don't want to get too carried away. I mean, yesterday we could do it because we had a decent head start. Not spectacular. That's not why we made 1,500. We did 1,500 yesterday. You want to know why? Because the audience is loyal and they come through for us and because I'm legendary. Yeah. Not necessarily in that order. What? Exactly. That's correct. I don't... uh, So anyway, I don't know what happened to our good friend Brandon. I thought that now we had the good... I think he's... uh, Still alive. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. Hope you're okay, Brandon. Well, maybe he's actually doing some work now. I don't know. Some of my correspondents out there, some days I hear a lot, and other days I assume that they might actually be doing a little bit of work, which is okay. A little work never killed anybody. I'll try it someday. Not, not anytime soon. Richard Jenny committed suicide after being diagnosed earlier this year with clinical depression and suffering bouts of psychotic paranoia, the late comics family said yesterday. Psychotic paranoia. Wow. I think I can relate to that. Jenny, 49, was found Saturday with a gunshot wound and later died at the hospital. An autopsy was performed Monday, although the coroner said an official cause of death wouldn't be announced for several weeks. Why why does it take all that time? You want to know why it takes all that time? So that Cyril Wecht can be on all the uh, Larry King and all the TV shows. Dr. Cyril Wecht. Who? You know, the one thing I'll say about him, he's a professional guest. You know, he's a Mm -hmm. uh, uh, forensic pathologist, very famous one. He was involved in the JFK uh, autopsy and a whole deal with that. But at any rate... Uh, he hasn't changed. He looks the same. He's got to be at least 150 years old because the JFK assassination was, what, 63 is 44 years ago? 44 years ago. Oh, good golly. Here, here's a lesson for all you punks out there. This is the one thing I want to tell you. Pass along from this from old Grandpa Neil, okay? And, and you'll know what I'm talking about because you're old enough to relate to this. Mm-hmm. I've said this before, but it's something to keep in mind. And that is that as you get older, I mean, forget about the chronological age if you can but it's things like that that, that happen during your lifetime, uh, personal things that happen to you or with you or about you, or, or just historical things that happen, events. And once upon a time, you think back and you think, oh, that was like 10, 12 years ago, you know. And like this today, November yeah. 22nd, 1963, 40, almost, that's 43 and a half years ago. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a long time. And then you'll say to yourself, oh, my God. A translation for what I just said is OLD, man, like old Neil, like that thing we played again. The family of Richard Jenny would like to put rest any uh, to rest any assumptions as to the cause of Richard's death. Richard Jenny did take his own life. The family said in a statement, "He was not down or blue. He was ill. He was not down or blue. Now he was in a really good mood. He was singing a song, rolling along, you know, hi ho, hi ho, da da, you know, like that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, but a bing.
he blew his brains all over his nice Ivy League suit. Perhaps Richard's passing will encourage people to have sympathy, compassion, understanding for those who are afflicted with mental illness, the family said. Jenny, whose real name was Richard John Colangelo, I bet you didn't know that. No, I did not. Was a long-time regular on The Tonight Show. Da-da-da-da-da. Boy, I hate The Tonight Show, especially with Jay Leno. I never liked Johnny Carson. Steve Allen was great. Even Maury Amsterdam was okay. But Johnny Carson, here's Johnny. Basically, that show was Ed McMahon kissing Johnny's ass. That was, that, that was the whole show. You are correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> ho, ho. Ho, ho. He also created comedy specials for HBO and appeared in films The Mask, The Aristocrats, National Lampoon's Dad's Week Off, and Burn Hollywood Burn. Have you got that Burn, Baby Burn by Disco Inferno? You know, Burn, the baby, Tramps. Huh? Isn't that the name of the song, by, uh, Disco Inferno? Right, by the Tramps. By the Tramps, that's what I just said. The Champs, Champs did Tequila and the Tramps did Disco Inferno. Burn, Baby. And I can remember back to 67. By the way, you've got to see that movie. Anybody who hasn't seen it yet? Standing in the Shadows of Motown? You've allowed me not to talk about that for far too long, mister. That's a great movie. Thanks, Suds, again for uh, turning me on to that and actually sending me a copy of it. Didn't he send me a copy of it? I think he what did. the hell is this? He's Tramps and Thieves at Cher and Cher alike. That's oh, what happens when you are one line off. Why are you doing that to me? Well, I threw in tra- Why is it doing Why that? Why are you playing that crap, huh? Oh. I think it's something in the air, man. It's skipping. There we go. There we go. Here we go. The Tramps. The Gypsies, Tramps... Well, maybe that's why you were playing Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Well, no, it didn't want to stay on the one track. It just it kept it got jumping. stuck. It got stuck and couldn't get off, like the Mad Dog says. No Mad Dog today, baby. We got Marlins baseball. I mean, what would you rather hear? Somebody entertaining or some stupid ball game? Huh? Some silly-ass... Ex- and not even a regular season ball game that counts for anything with anybody, but an exhibitionist ball game that even the players don't care about. Well, this talk up... What is this? The longest one in the world? It's pretty long. 698 votes on the poll, by Wait. the way. Wait... What is wrong with you? Why don't you have any fiducia in me, man? You thought I was going to step on that? Because I'm Your high. Mama, man. Your mama eats rats in hell. I'm high as a kite. She ought yeah. to eat rats in hell. <laughs> that would be swell. I can't. You know something? This throws my whole routine off now. Now, we did take, what did we take? Two calls? No, about one. I mean, one, and of course, that other one. But uh, this throws my whole routine because ordinarily I know what, when to put my shirt on and my pantaloons, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always a good thing, you know. You're not too—you're old enough, but not too old when you still know when to sh- put your uh, shirt and pantaloons on, and even your shoes. It got to be almost just about. It was 59. I'll say it was 15 uh, Celsius. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit yesterday. Is that revolutionary one? And I went. It was like it was like summer almost. And I went over to my little uh, market there to get my uh, soda and my newspapers, and I thought to myself, Ah, this is a machaya. There's actually a day when it gets this warm, and of course uh, today it's going to be uh, a little. It's a drip, a little drippy, and the weather too, a little drip. As you get older, you'll understand what that means, a little drip. But uh, 58 today, not bad. I'm sure Castronova's taking notes with his original material he's got on. Oh, now there's a guy, you know. I was, I was at the Eaton Center talking to him last night at, uh, <laughs> at Sears. Oh, there's Stephen Harper, our fascist uh, prime minister. Aren't you excited? One no. thing about Canadian the only thing I like about Canadian politics, it's like the Brits. And that is when, when they're, they're having their uh, sessions of parliament, you know. When the house yeah. is, uh, and they're all, and the guys try to speak, and they're all going, ah, and they're all screaming, and I love that. Like, now, like a free for all. Do they that. wear wigs in court like they do in England? No, they do not. Oh, thank they God. They wear wigs. The only guy that wears a wig. By the way, good morning, Mo. Nice to have you with us this morning. Get a life. Go out there. It's a beautiful day in paradise. Go out there and play a little shuffleboard. A little mahjong would be good. 26 past 11 at 560 WQM. We're an hour and 20 minutes away from... Can that be right or what? Huh? It must be like I'm 
almost feel like I'm cheating here today. Can it only be an hour and 20 minutes before the pregame be uh, Marlins or whatever? Marlins and the Orioles? It's that long. <laughs> well, the air I'm breathing. Now, who yeah. did that? The Hollies. Air, the air you breathe. Hollies. The, air, the Hollies? Is that the name of the song, The Air You Breathe? The Air That I Breathe. The Air That I Breathe. Oh, like I that. Wish oh, I, I, think I, just, I wish I had some. I wish I had the air that you breathe right now, even if you were farting. What's that? Be a huh? big improvement, I'm sure of that. Anyway, right now, time to talk about the main man in the mortgage business, Anthony Caliendo. We know there's plenty of competition in the mortgage business, and over the years, those mortgage ads have offered things that just sound too good to be true. For instance, offering to pay all your closing costs. But what they forgot to tell you was that they're going to up your rate in the end. In the end, that's where they always give it to you. Or how about this one? A free vacation, or better yet, we'll credit your money back at closing. The main man has never promised any of these kinds of incentives or specials to get you to call. I'm going to tell you why. Who used to say that on TV? Tell you what I'm going to do. Somebody used to say that. Tell you what I'm going to do. I bet you chicken neck knows Probably that. some old guy. Congratulations. Get a life. This court finds you guilty. Guilty and guilty. You'll burn for this. Burn in jail. Where is the pardon he needed the most? I can't believe this. I could actually go to jail. I'm in jail. Cause Scooter Libby is totally toast. Aw, crap. Not working for you? Damn right. They said he's guilty all the way. He lied and now he's gonna pay. And we just need to see him gone. That's our theory. <laughs> Sold us a lie just to get us to war. The whole story was a complete lie. Halliburton sky high while we're getting poor. Now we'll never be able to afford my lip injections. Bush and Cheney must have been high to think we let them ruin our lives. And we just need to see them gone. Libby had a bad day. Scooter's going down. He's consistent. He could be the most evil person. Forget about Bush. He's just a moron, okay? He's just a, a puppet. He's small potatoes like Frankie Pantangeli. In fact, Frankie Pantangeli was big potatoes compared to the Bushmeister. Dick Cheney is the evildoer, okay? There are a lot of evil people in the world. Take it from me. In fact, I discovered a new one yesterday. There's another evildoer out there, just a, a uh, banshee, but nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like, now, of course, you've got that attitude. There's a lot of evil women out there. Who Now, let's see. Evil woman? Oh, i got to play that yeah. by Yellow. Yellow. Now, that, that just amazes me. All these years that you and I have worked together, and you know I have, yeah, well, you know my taste in music. I'm an old fart. Right. But when I told you that I love ELO, uh, that was like, I don't know, several that months ago. Surprise, maybe you, yeah. You were shocked. Why, why, why is that? I oh, played ELO on Zeta. Because they're good. You know something? That was a damn good show. <laughs> I, I, hate, I, I don't want to sound like this isn't a good show because this is a great show. In fact, you can travel the entire 48 contiguous states and Alaska and Hawaii and whatever. By the way, if anybody wants to call in and do me a really good favor... Because I haven't been in Chicago in years. Now, what, what's the place? Uh, I know that Gino's East is very good, and uh, somebody tells me that you can never get in there. And Pizzeria Uno. You know, we're, we're talking about the real heavy-duty, the thick Chicago-style pizza that, like, each slice weighs about four pounds. Oh, for me! That's right. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see him eat about six slices of that. Talk about an accident in your pantalones, an accident in your lime green checkered pants. <laughs> oh, the Momeister. Yeah. 
But anyway, maybe we'll find out from the audience, you know. And no urgency in days to come, which, which is the best. There was an Italian restaurant. Uh, you know, I, I could tell you the story about... Now, were you still there when I had the accident with the, um, with the rent-a-car? Yeah, with over, over in, uh, car? in Vegas? No, no, not in Vegas, in Chicago. I wasn't there in the... In, uh, no. Oh, no. I want you to see this scene, okay? And we were going, we were going to Wrigley Field. We we're going to a Cubs game, which we did wind up getting to see two or three Cubs. Oh man, do I love Wrigley Field? It's just the best. And that's when the Cubs really were on fire, you know. But we're on our way to a Cubs game, and we get in. I had this Lincoln Town car I rented, and right there at the Ritz Carlton Hotel, get in the car, and pull up. And uh, Cheryl, our, our former friend, I mean our good friend Cheryl, and Mitch Ween, the IOD engineer, and my friend Dave and I were in the car, okay. And all of a sudden, I just I just uh, turned on the ignition, and I just put it in gear, and without even hitting the gas, and, and then I found out that the um, Lincoln Town Cars had, there was a lot of this going on. And the car just took off. And I'm hitting the brake, and the brake doesn't function, and the car is like, and, and I look ahead, okay, I'm looking ahead, and, and, you know, as you're driving out on whatever that street is there, um, parallel with whatever, you know. And there's all these pedestrians walking. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to kill like about 50 people now. I'm just, and so I, I you know, swerved the steering wheel and I drove into a pillar. It wasn't a pillar of salt, thank God, you know? Although it was in the lot. Ooh, <laughs> I'm so sorry I said that. that. Was bad. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I apologize a lot for saying that. But anyway, so I, <laughs> that's the only thing that stopped the car. And, of course, it, like, kind of dinged up the car pretty damn good. but And, luckily, it didn't knock the whole pillar out in the whole hotel. The Ritz-Carlton falling down. But that was what happened there that day. And, of course, uh, my, uh, my friend hit his head on the thing. And got a nice insurance check, by the way, from, uh, you know, everybody good. had whiplash. Everybody except me. Mm. Can you imagine the feeling when you're driving a car and all of a sudden the thing just has a mind of its own and just takes off because you put it in, in, in drive? Well, I had that happen with a horse, but not with a car. With a Haas? Yeah. And, of course, Mitch Ween, our uh, good friend, former engineer at IOD. Now, is he still over there? Do we know Mitch Ween? I, I uh, don't course, know. I presume ex-husband. he is. You presume. Well, we don't know too much about what's no. going on over there. And you know what? We really don't care. And I, I don't mean indifference to our good friends over there, you know, if we have any. We know that Mitch uh, Lewis is still okay, but he's not in uh, the market anymore. He's out in L.A. doing voiceover and stuff. Correct. He's a good guy. Yes, he is. A little crazy, very Jewish, but a good guy. WQAM, mm-hmm. hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hey, how you doing today? Good. I'm just calling in to uh, chime in my two cents. I could be right, I could be wrong about the uh, Chicago pizza joint that you were yes, talking sir. about. Yeah. I think I think you're talking about Chicago Oven Grinder, which is uh, right across from... It, it's supposedly where the Valentine's Day massacre occurred, and they have this most incredible pizza there. It's not Geno's, it's not... What's it called, uh, Chicago what? Chicago Oven Grinder. Huh. It's like a... They, 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 they make a pizza... In like a, a soup dish, like the crust is in the bottom of the dish, and then they pile everything inside of it, and it's like mm. unbelievable, man. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Believable. That's what I'm hearing. Exactly. Okay, thanks a lot. And yes. Since we're talking about pizza, all for me. Okay, see Oh, good call. How do you like that? That's great. Well, we need a little advice on that because I haven't been in Chicago in years. In fact, I'm thinking the trip that I'm talking about—that's the last time that I was there. I mean, I've been there several times, but I do believe that was the last time. And we did the show for Murphy's Bleachers right across from Wrigley Field. And Harry Carey came up and shook my hand and was in on the show. And, you know, he got such a kick out of me. I hate to say that. I'm always saying, oh, everybody gets a big kick out of me. What I really mean is they want to kick me. 
No, and you'll be pleased to know that Brandon is just fine. So, you see, one thing about my guys out there, you know, remember Mary Wells and my guy, mm-hmm. uh, when, I, when I request, they all respond. Everybody all, everybody, all my correspondents out there, all three of them, as a matter of fact, they chimed right in, which is good. By the way, since I said I was going to find this. Ooh, what a horrible report. Well, that's a live, that's a live yeah. performance. That's, like I said, who wants to hear that? Back to the drawing board. Yeah, go screw yourself, Rogers. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the real Harry Carey came out. And then we actually met that guy, that radio guy that did all the yeah. phony Harry That's voices. the one I was there for. Oh, you were there for that? Yeah. That, that then, guy was great. Hey, they stuck me in a cab. already. When the hell does a baseball season begin anyway, huh? This is Harry, and that's my opinion. And then Walt Disney has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, that guy was really funny. And, and the funny part of it is that Harry hated a lot like poison. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Because he was doing the Harry Carey voice, you know, and uh, Harry wasn't, I guess, getting any money for it or whatever. Harry didn't like him at all. WQAM, hello. favorable loan product and below market rate. All right, we'll be right, we'll be right over for it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. Hey, the uh, poll today, you left off farting and blowing Hershey squirts. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. But there's two kinds of pizzas or in, in Chicago. Have you tried Jerusalem pizza? Jerusalem pizza? It sounds kosher to me. Yeah, it's very good. That, yeah. And they have clean in- environment, uh... You know, the meat's nice and fresh, but they won't do, like, any pork on them. You know, I don't understand it. Yeah. All right. I'll see you in uh, Chicago, Neil. Hasta que mio vidas, uh, lunatic. What, now, what are you yawning? What are you giving I'm just vidas? stretching and yawning, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was boring. He was, he was one of your people. He, listen, he wanted to tickle our fancy a little bit. That's okay. Our That's fancy fine. what? Fancy schmancy. Do you realize, speaking of fancy schmancy, time to put on the pansy. It's almost, uh, you know, I guess at noon I can start getting ready. Now, wouldn't it be okay. nice if I had a winning day today, don't you think? I mean, I did have great. a nice winning day Saturday. I went I went in the morning, and then I went again later on in the evening. I, I, I don't know. Did. I just felt lucky. Like Mo Green. Maybe you're just unlucky. Remember he said that? You mm-hmm. think I'm skimming off the top mic? No, you're just unlucky. Isn't it, it's just, isn't it, I, mean, I know it's not just me, because I know that there are plenty of other, including, uh, you know, some of the uh, people out there in Radio Land. Mm-hmm. And you. What? A, a movie that just left so many lines indelibly... Oh, yeah. Emblazoned in your brain. Well, that's not easy to say. Emblazoned in your brain. Emblazoned in your brain, yeah. Yeah. 734 in the pool, and I think Chris uh, had his thumb right in there. Like little little Jack Horner sat in the corner. He stuck his thumb in there. And, man, you should have seen it when he pulled it out. 734 votes. We'll get 800. You know something? I'm thinking... Wait a minute. Blue Monday, here we go. The original. Oh, Still yeah. Fake. I love it. Blue Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate Blue Monday. Rich and creamy, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Rich and clean and pristine. This is this old queen. Let me tell you that. Some of the best stuff I ate and never seen. Or is your name to say play? Okay, that's enough of that. Thank you very much. Where did you find that? Online. Oh, I don't want to ask. It's not important. Okay, we don't want to start. I went to Fats Domino's house and stole it out of his trunk. Good. That'll teach him. 19 till noon at QM. Don't forget, we got. Uh, oh, it's only an hour and nine minutes away. The pregame show. I can't the wait myself. I'll be on the edge of my seat for that. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560 QAM. Becca loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. Good. Oh, how would it David here for most talent agency? With orifices are right here in South Florida. 
Now I know why they calls it paradise. Because I don't have to pay you. <laughs> I can keep it all for myself. But don't let that stop you. If you can bottle or pull balloons into animals, I can make you a star. Oh, baby, why didn't I think of this before? None of you brought us a hot tomato? I invite you to lay down on my couch for an apple tuna titty to earn upwards of $60, maybe a little more, for a modeling gig 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 you want to be in movies and television? Join all the other actors and do walk-ons and don't get paid for that either. Why, I also handle radio personalities as well. Don't expect too much, though. You, uh, you don't want syndication. Syndication? No. You don't want syndication, Ed. No. No, no, no. Syndication ain't where it's at. No. No syndication. If you're in the entertainment industry, you ought to be held hostage. Right here in South Florida. Forever. Till you die. Anybody else got any ideas about performing in South Florida? Uh, I'll book you to full balloons and the animals at a party. And I still don't have to send you a check. <laughs> what are you going to do about it if I don't, huh? Who are you going to go crying to, huh? <laughs> Nobody has to pay you in paradise. The deadbeat capital in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, wait a second uh, or something. That means I don't get paid either. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you that Mahjong's pretty cheap, man. And shuffleboard, I bet you can play that for free. What do you think? I imagine. 1147 at 560 WQM. I hate to break the news to you, man, but we have just barely over an hour until that baseball pregame show. Oh. I'm pretty bummed out about that. Not. <laughs> man. And let me tell you one other thing, too. So as long as we're looking at times on the clock and dates on the calendar and things like that. Now, let me ask you this. What, what day, Chris, turn around there if you can in that the big fat chair yours. What day is Easter? Easter Sunday is what, the um, 8th? We're looking. Seventh, eighth, eighth, eighth. It is. Eighth. It is the eighth. Well, that's not that far away, because a lot of people are going to be going vacationing uh, at the point. Some of us far away, as a matter of fact. And you're going to be on vacation the week before that, right? Yes. And uh, like, where are you going to go to, like uh, Copenhagen? And... <laughs> well, what do you? What do you give a response <laughs> like that? Come on. We got to make a world traveler out of you, man. Yeah. Let me get out of debt first. And the other thing I was going to say, since it's the middle of the month, tomorrow's the Ides of March. Oh, geez. Right. We've got something special planned. We're going to kill uh, Caesar. No, I'm just saying. Uh, let's see. April, May, June. About almost exactly three months from tomorrow is um, summer vacation thing for me, you know. That really nifty schedule where I work Tuesday and Thursday, and George works Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, whatever, you know, like that. Not that I'm counting, you understand, but it's just one of those things that keeps you going. Wait till I sign my 25-year extension. You're going to be very pleased about that. We'll take good care of you, too. I don't mean, I don't mean financially. Just, you oh, know, take yeah, good yeah, care of you. Take like, good you know, care of me. Take me out back. Find a rest home the, for yeah, you, things fine. like that. Okay, let's see how we're doing on the pool with uh, just about an hour to go until until you hear that music. I noticed that was in that most spot. I knew there must be a reason why I picked that piece that music. And anyway... Let me just tell you, I think I'm going to have a good day today at Woodbine. You want to know why? I could be, I could be today, right now. I don't. Well, I do know why. There are a whole bunch of reasons why, but I could be in one of the greatest positive moves, moods, moves. I just, it's just, uh, you know, all the good vibes. Although it's dripping out there, it's a little bit murky. You know, I don't know what the temperature is. I'm sure Castronova is taking notes on this. He'll probably tell you tomorrow what today's weather was in Toronto. The temperature. Oh, it's 13. It's 56 freaking degrees Fahrenheit. All right. Rat man, see, I'm telling you, it's going to be a big day today. 749 votes, and Chris was right. We got an hour to get 51 votes. Can do that blindfolded, man, with our hands tied behind your back. I don't want to try that though. 749. I don't. I don't want to read all the results. It's just too too grotesque. 
I do have this, though. I got, I got my usual good pile. Thanks to the ever-vigilant, this is Steve Young writing in Smirking Chimp. Thanks to the ever-vigilant watching out for his eyes and ears of Bill O'Reilly, a cold-blooded accessory to the murder of eight innocent children will not get away with a horrific crime. Bill had reported details of the deadly fire in New York that took the lives of one adult and eight children, pointing out that they just may have been illegal aliens. The next day he received an email that read, O'Reilly, it was despicable to hear you question the status of those children. I was a big fan of yours, but I'll never watch you again and urge others who feel compassion for immigrants not to watch you as well. While those without the keen cognizant skill of Mr. O'Reilly would have missed it, as soon as Bill read the email, he knew he was dealing with words of a cold and calculating killer. Known to factor viewers only as Abraham of Houston, this callous assassin who tries to hide behind one name in one city, thinks that killing children with compassion is somehow blameless. Abe obviously doesn't understand Bill's impassioned persistence, nor the extent of his reach. After all, why AOH may sleep, Bill doesn't. Bill immediately made sure the scoundrel knew he'd been outed. It's people like you, AOH, who promote that kind of chaos in the name of compassion, who look the other way while poor workers and children are exploited by greedy landlords and businesses because you don't like the immigration laws. Damn you, Abraham of Houston. Damn you to hell. Have you no conscience? Have you no shame? Have you no factor gear? If you did, you would have understood that while fire can burn, compassion can kill. I'm not exactly sure how. I'll leave that up to the forensic experts like Billow. But your lethal compassion, hidden in a cloak of altruism, stuffed into a cylinder of humanity, liquefied for easier pouring, might as well have been kerosene showered over the bodies of those conceivably illegal children. I hope you're happy. Oh, you sure you had help? These children are dead because their chaotic situation was ignored by New York City authorities, declared Billow, who had obviously already unleashed his crack research team out of the job. I keep calling him Billow because that's what Keith Olbermann does. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I love Keith Olbermann. He's the best. Nice going, Keith. You're the best. But Abraham really needed no assistance from the authorities. He had email. And words have consequences, not Bill's, yours. Bill's words make gazillions. Yours make targets. Even so, Geraldo Rivera tried to help you re-kill the poor kids, chastising Bill on Bill's own show yet. Geraldo, this is about the human cost of a terrible tragedy. But even a great Fox Stadium banger like Geraldo couldn't turn on the big unit's fastball. O'Reilly, this is about a system. How true, Bill, how damn true. Memo to Abraham of Houston. I hope you don't waste your time trying to hide from Billow. You can't. Little Sean Hornbeck, the boy who was abducted by a pedophile, tried to hide by having fun during his four years of rape, but Bill still found him and was able to place the blame for Sean's situation where it belonged on Sean. And if you still think you can escape responsibility or the factor's net, I have two words for you. Fox Security. And that's a memo. That's what Steve Young writes there. He's good. Mm -hmm. He's good. Come and eat the comedy show, all this other stuff, you know. O'Reilly Factor, my ass. I'd rather, I'd like rather consort with Max Factor. He makes uh, mascara and stuff. When I look at a little anymore. mascara, a little pancake makeup. 7.59 in the pool, and we got like almost an hour to go. Well, I'm, not that I'm counting. What time is the thing on 40? Yeah, 58 minutes. Well, that's a long time. You know what? You're right. <laughs> oh. Well, what's the earliest we ever get out during the regular season? Because I do have the baseball schedule. Like printed out just, just so I would know about all these great days like today, huh? 12.30. 12.30-ish? Well, what's the big sentence with that? Oh, and guess what? Saturday there's a game. Let's do a show Saturday so we can get another early uh, out. Nothing like coming out early. Okay, here's the poll so far. And we got 759 votes. I guess, I don't know, Chris, I think maybe you've been doing this long enough. You're starting to get the hang of it. Yeah, maybe. As I said to Son, you're starting to get the hang of it. That's bad. It's not as bad as whatever that line was I had before about lot. That was bad. Well, it was in the lot. Oh, so what I started to say before I get to the poll. Yeah. Is there, it's probably not even there anymore. What what year was it? would that have been? 80, mm, 89? I'm thinking about 88, 89 that we were in Chicago doing those shows for Murphy's Bleacher. No, a little later than that. It would have to be 90-something. 
1991. Well, whatever, right, right around there. There was an Italian restaurant. I, I remember we had to drive because I always rent a car. I had the Lincoln Town car. We're still in one piece at that point. That was so good. A very famous place, but I don't know. Well, well, in days to come, we'll find out all these great joints. The most embarrassing bodily function, odor, or anatomically... Uh, why do I keep misreading this abnormality that could happen to you with other people around is cutting a bad or loud-smelling fart, 407. Unless, of course, you're making a statement, okay? Now, I would suggest if there's somebody that you really find unctuous and repulsive and disgusting, that just maybe next time you're in their presence, just so long as you're secure in knowing uh, what is the end result, the end result is going to be. Just, uh, you know, send a little uh, aroma that could put them in a coma. 407, oh, a lot. Bad breath, 86. I hate this poll, 62. 8.1% hate this poll. Well, guess what? Too bad. Sneezing and snoo- shooting snot, 50. You thought it was part of nature, but it's not. Getting an unexpected stiffy in my pants, 45. Yeah, how would I know? A spit flying out of my mouth while talking, 25. Smelly underarm, 17. Yeah, you know, in Europe, oh, in the summertime. In the summertime, I hate that Mongo Jerry, don't you? I hate that song. I used to in like the it, summer, and then uh, now I hate it. Uh, he keeps, uh, like he's got, uh. like, uh, badly constipated or something. Real problems. Uh. Smelly underarm, 17. Having a fishy smell, 16. Food between your teeth, 14. Pimple on your puss, 13. There's nothing worse than a telltale pimple on your... Face. Stomach rumbling, 10. Visible nose or ear hair, 7. Dandruff in my hair, 5. 6. Burping, 2. And none for having the hiccups, or certainly that uh, women with a, a bottle. You know, I mean, if women have got facial hair, I mean, it's not like uh, it just grew there all of a sudden. Like, oh, surprise, you got face. They know it's there, you know. Yeah, but you should And why don't they it. shave it? Why don't they use neat or nair like uh, Brady Quinn uses all over his lovely body? You huh? get the tweezers and pluck it. He's, he looks, and you what? Oh, you pluck it? Yeah. I thought you used nair or neat. In fact, I hear that if Brady Quinn signs with the Dolphins, they're going to allow me to come down there and smear the neat all over his body. Yeah. Well, you are That's a ne'er-do-well. So we got 800 looked on that. We got the ball game coming, and then we got uh, Hank. Don't forget Hank Goldberg's big tournament show with Frank Haith at 4 till 6 for uh, whatever it is. And at 6.50, it's UM and Rutgers baseball right in broad daylight while people are actually awake. This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> 50 minutes till that pregame show, man. We're counting it down. Holding my breath, just like you are. Who was that little baby father of five? Could be one of a dozen guys. It may be the other Howard Stern. Did she defrost that old guy's frozen sperm? Larry Burkett says he is a dad. He shines out. Your husband has been bad. Looks like. Trouble one at 560 WQM counting down to the big event of the day, the Marlins pregame uh, preseason, whatever the hell it is, at 1250. 771 vote. Boy, you were pretty damn close, but we're going to exceed your expectations. How do you like that? Chris. Not too shabby. Not bad. <laughs> Exceeding your expectations. Are you getting the fumes we're getting now? No. 
If I'm getting the fumes that you're getting, I'm out of here. It's funny. We got the door open, so you see people walking down the hall because apparently it's only on this corner of the building. And people are walking down the hall with their hands over their mouths and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, walking really fast. It kind of reminds me of a couple of summers ago when we had the SARS thing going on here. I don't know, Uh two, three years ago, whatever it was that summer. And there were a lot of people outside walking around with, like, uh, surgical masks on, you know. Well, that wouldn't help here. You need that gas mask like you need. Yeah, like, like an army surplus gas mask. Right. 779 votes on the poll. we got 800 licked by the bottom of the hour. And then after that, it's all, it's on the gravy train. I wonder what that tastes like, gravy train, you know? What, the dog food? Yeah. I don't know. I'll go get some and let you know. <laughs> well, there are people who eat dog food. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this seriously. I mean, I, I don't want to sound insensitive. There are people who are, you know, have trouble making ends meet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Making ends Rectum. meet. Like Jennifer Conley there. She didn't have any trouble making ends meet in Requiem mm-hmm. for a Dream. But anyway, let me ask you this. Uh, is it really, and I should know the answer for this, although I didn't, you know, I'm not one of those people that's a lot of grocery shopping. I mean, in my time, being the old fag that I am, I've, you know, done a lot of that, but I don't really, uh, I, I don't price shop. I don't check right. what the price is when I put something in a tisket, a tasket, that's going in my basket, because I got a few bucks, you know, I don't, I don't pay any attention. One amazing thing about me, though, is that when I go to the checkout line at the supermarket, I can give you, like, within a couple of bucks what the total is going to be, even if I got a whole basket wow. full of crap, you know. Yeah, you, you should go on the prices right. Yeah, that's right. I should go on there with Bob Barker before he croaks. Now, when's he retiring in June? I don't know. Hey, Bob, retire! You know. And then there was some tabloid thing about he was going to die, but I think he's got it scheduled so that the one guy in our audience can make sure he doesn't miss his funeral. You know, the guy wants to know when I'm going to croak. WQAM, hello. Neil, just add water makes its own gravy. (laughs) Okay, sounds like the voice of experience to me. WQAM, hello. After that. Five six seven oh five sixty. I really would like to get a whole lot of calls in this hour. Is there anybody believes I'm sincere when I say that? No, of course not. Oh, I, I love this story. Thank the Lord that the uh, calls went south right when they did. Congressman says he doesn't believe in God. Oh God! Like that? Oh that's my the end God! Of his career. It says cue the jokes about godless politicians and Bay Area liberals. Secular groups yesterday or Monday applauded a public acknowledgement by Representative Pete Stark of California that he does not believe in a supreme being, making the Fremont Democrat the first member of Congress and the highest-ranking elected official in the U.S. to publicly acknowledge not believing in God. He said there's only one God, and that's... Damn God! That's what he's thinking. He didn't say it. I'm sure that's what he's thinking. That's what I'm thinking. The American Humanist Association plans to take out an ad in the Washington Post congratulating... Actually, they did this yesterday. Congratulating the congressman for his public stance and highlighting the contributions of other prominent secular humanists such as writers Barbara Ehrenreich and Kurt Vonnegut and actress Julia Sweeney. Fred Edwards, spokesman for the group, said non-theistic Americans often face discrimination for their views. I like that term, not atheist, but non-theistic Americans. How do you like that? In other words, people don't buy the God bull crap. Mm -hmm. Like Howard Beale said, then there's the God bull crap. Oh, that that movie was so good. And the fact I had to argue with Josh Cordes all those times about that movie. Still love you, though, Josh. So often throughout American history, people who are non-theistic or don't believe in a supreme being can't get elected to public office, or if they inform the public of their view, they don't get re-elected, he said. We're trying to increase the acceptance of non-theists as every bit of American as everybody else. Stark's declaration came in response to a search by the Secular Coalition for America to find the most prominent non-believing politician. The advocacy group, which according to its website, calls for extending religious tolerance to people of all religions and to those without religious beliefs, thanks God, 
offered a $1,000 prize to any person who could identify the highest level atheist, agnostic, humanist, or any other kind of non-theist currently holding elected pubic office in the USA. How's it going, eh? A member of American Atheist California nominated Stark. Ron Miller, associate director of the Secular Coalition for America, said the group wanted to highlight how hard it was for politicians to take a pubic stance about not believing in God. He said members were pleasantly surprised with Stark's candor. In other words, he's got an IQ bigger than his shoe size. We didn't think we'd have any member of Congress come forward, Miller said. Now all you fags, you know, raise your hand like Miss Foley. Miss Foley. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Don't worry, I've, I've felt that same way many times, Mark, but generally I check ID first. <laughs> Although when you look, it doesn't, you, know, you don't have to check ID to look. Like in the Galleria. Jeez, I, I, I can't get over that. I, I, I just stay, well, you know, kind of like hanging out in there waiting uh -huh. for my friend to arrive for lunch that day. And I just kept wandering around and looking and looking. I thought to myself, gee, it doesn't hurt to look, you know. Stark, who has served in Congress since 1973 and chairs the Health Subcommittee of the House Ways and Means Committee, clarified his views in an email statement. Good. Let's get right down to the meat of the matter here, okay? And let's get rid of all this God crap, okay? Because if there's a God, I look in the mirror in the morning and I think to myself, if there's a God, how can I be seeing this, okay? Well, maybe he doesn't like you. I see Brady Quinn, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I think, this is, there's a God that did this? See, maybe if you would get on your hands Maybe he's now. a sadistic bastard, this guy. Right. Maybe he's a sadist. Maybe he had a Seder on Pesach. Oh, by the way, we got not only Easter coming up, we have some of Pesach, baby, Passover. Happy Pesach. Mm -hmm. When a secular coalition asked me to complete a survey of my religious beliefs, I indicated I'm a Unitarian who does not believe in a supreme being, Stark said. Like our nation's founders, I strongly support the separation of church and state. Thanks, God. I look forward to working with the secular coalition to stop the promotion of narrow religious beliefs in science, marriage contracts, the military, and the provision of social services, he'd be saying. Unitarian Universalism describes itself as creedless, meaning that there has no underlying authoritative statement of religious belief. Some members believe in God, others don't. In other words, kum si kum sa. You know, like a Chinese uh, restaurant menu. One from column A, what, whatever yeah. makes you happy. What if whatever I want to cranks your chain, baby. A USA Today Gallup poll last month found that 45% of respondents said they would vote for a well-qualified presidential candidate who was an atheist. Almost half of America would vote for an atheist for president. I'm running. 95%, but not a, not a uh, atheist fag, they said. No, I'm getting a little, little over the top, carried away. 95% said they would vote for a Catholic candidate, 92% a Jewish candidate. Do you believe that? No. And 72% a Mormon candidate. Mormons really are taking it up the old uh, nose. That Mitt Romney, he's got two chances, much less than none. And then, of course, this bozo on here we got now. Stoyano. Yeah. <laughs> Stoy Morano. Or maybe Rita Moreno. Now, let's see, that was in Fame. I always forget her name, Rita Moreno. She That's was on right. the Pyramid a lot. She was on a lot yes, of TV quiz shows, Rita Moreno. I loved her. She's great. And I love that movie, too, Fame. Who wants to go to an effing dance school anyway, Leroy? Fame, baby. In fact, I wish to hell I had that music. Now, have you got any of the music from that? What is that one, that great song Probably. from Fame? How the theme, the theme from Fame. Da, 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 da. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, let me uh, you got get it. it going. 786 on the poll, by the way. Uh, you, you're going to be amazed, Chris, by the time that ball game crap comes up. Maybe we'll hit 850. 850 sounds like a number. We've got to have a goal like yesterday, man. When we got to that 1500. Are you sure? I'm positive. No, all hell broke loose here. All hell broke loose on this show. People were just quelling from that, including me. I just I couldn't believe it. Even even Chris, who's you know become you know, uh, uh, hopeful for the number every day on that poll. 
Even you couldn't believe it, could you? Oh, no, no way. When the old fag came out and said, Let's, uh, we, I think we got a shot at 1,500 if this audience really gets behind us today. Now, of course, some of our friends out there voted 20, uh, maybe uh, About 30, man. 50 times, and that's okay. That's because they live in Hialeah. What does that mean? No, no, it sounds uh, like some know, sort of an ethnic shot. Wasn't well, Hialeah where people were voting all the time? Julio friends in Hialeah just because they're dancing the limbo rock under the stall doors of the tea room there and drilling glory holes? Yeah, we know what a lot of you people are doing busy out there in uh, Hialeah. You're looking for glory holes. Yeah, and we'll tell you exactly where to find them, right there at Westland Mall. There we go. Oh, I love it. I mean, we got just enough time to play a little of this. I love this. If you, if you, want to see, if you never saw this flick, and if you didn't, I think you must be living under a rock somewhere. Huh? Am I right? Indeed. It's Irene Cara singing this for a Irene Cara, who's great, by the way. We love Irene, the queen. Showed her boobies in the movie. She is exactly a beauty. No, and neither were her boobies, but you know what? Yeah, I know. You'll take anything you want. How long is this? It's long. I know, like three. About this long, right here. Three forty-eight. I said three fifty-two. You know something? This is the day at Woodbine, baby. I'm finding me a really hot machine. Trust me, I can smell it. What do you call that? Wicked. <laughs> that was Rita Moreno's great line in the movie. What do you call that? Wicked. Come on, Lee. Well, put that thing away, baby. You're starting I'll to scare say. the neighbors. Okay. Well, that was good. I like that. And it's not as good, though, as uh, some of the other... Like that. You know, that's one of those things, and... Where did we get that from? Chicken Neck, I guess. He sent me all the Larry Wiggins stuff. Mm-hmm. That's one of those songs that I, you think you're never going to hear it again in your life. And, of course, in some cases, probably wishing that that happened. But with me, I, I just I like novelty records, you know, like the Flying Saucer by Buchanan and Goodman. Sure. Now, do they really make novelty records anymore? Uh, yeah, but it's like weird all, weird all kind of stuff, and there are people like that, you know. Well, that's right. I not, forgot they uh, don't make music anymore. I forgot that. Right. I got all of the uh, Buchanan and Goodman uh, well, stuff. Well, get, get ready for, like, when we come back. We can kill some good time with that. Not as we, got, we got 39 minutes to go. Until the pregame show. I have all the flying saucers. And all the baseball people are tuning in now, man. Let's put on a really good hour for them because we want to impress the the Marlin fans. How many are there? About 30, man. It's too young. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes at the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light is speeding. I got pulled over on the interstate. I need you to step out the vehicle. For a speeding violation. I'm looking for the pot. Oh, yeah. What kind of joint is this, man? Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. I've made a mistake. The one thing that they cannot back me for. Who can say no to 49 cent cheeseburgers? Crazy when he's stoned. Oh, yeah, so it happens. 1217 at 560 WQM. I had a little little technical glitch on here, but we got 811 votes on the poll now. 
Well, let's say 850. We got uh, 32 minutes, not that I'm counting. 32 minutes till 1250. Well, that's not much at all. It's like half an hour, baby. Now, and I think the gas has uh, subsided a little it's bit. It's subsiding the gas in your um, nostrils. See, so they thought I was going to say something else. Being vulgar and grotesque and perverted like I am. But that's too bad. That's why people listen to the show. They love it. Okay, now let me just take a puke at this. 811 on the pool. That's good. There's George Bush. That's not good. And there's some calls on the phone, which may or may not, probably not good. WQAM, hello. Hello, is that Neil? The, it's me, yes. Uh, I got a novelty song that you probably haven't heard in about 30 years. Okay. Uh, that would be the Mule Skinner. Frankie Lane? No, it's uh, the name of the group is not Frankie Lane. No, I'm thinking of Mule Train. Well, the name of the group, no, Frankie Lane was not a group. He was a guy. He was big enough to be a group. But anyway, what, Mule Skinner? The Mule Skinner song, yeah. It's got, like, yodeling in it and stuff. All right. <laughs> Check it out. Okay, thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> Check it out, George. The Mule yeah, Skinner. Yeah, never heard of now, it. Have you got the uh, Buchanan and the Goodman stuff, or is that just a joke? Is it the Mule Skinner blues that he could be talking about, possibly? I, I think so, yeah. He's confused with the blues. Are we all? Hey, what do you got? Uh, you got the Flying Saucer? Oh, well, let me what? stop the Mule Skinner blues there. Oh, yeah, well, wait a minute. We can do the Mule Skinner Blues a little bit if it's got yodeling in it. Good morning, Captain. Oh, yeah, I know that. Right. Well, good morning to you. I mean, when people call up talking about some song, you know, they need to know the title. Now, who did this? Fenderman. Uh, I remember like it was only yesterday. Freddie Fender. I mean, the Fenderman. Right. Mule Skinner Blues. That's my new that favorite song. Like morning show. A lot of laughter, but nothing funny, you know? Wait till they start putting the humor on there, man. There's only one thing our morning show needs. You know what it is? An audience. So, uh, you're going to guess the year of this or what? Oh, I, I, you know something? I'd just be uh, 60. <laughs> that was it? That was it. 60. See, now that was just a dumb, wild guess. I have, I have no idea. Because, uh, I mean, I remember the song. Okay, that's enough of that, though. Okay, wait a minute now. Oh, wait till I take spots. some more of these very award-winning calls. Oh, okay. So oh. we got a bunch of call coming in, man. The flying saucer will wait. This is coming up. WQAM. QAM. Try again. Well, let me try again. QAM. Bow wow, be counting. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's Mike Lang. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, with a phony voice. How are you doing? I'm calling from West, West London. From Hungary, yeah. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I thought I'd call in and help you uh, kill some good time here real quick. Okay. Uh, number one, first of all, kudos and congratulations to Congressman uh, Stark. Yes. It's kind of, kind of refreshing to know that some of those boys out there do have some common sense. We'll uh, pray for them, though, of course. We'll put in a word yeah, of yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, that's good, yeah. And then, uh, secondly, regarding the uh, this uh, state attorney's uh, scandal that's going on right now, I, my question is, you know, how can all of a sudden 80 or 90, you know, uh, you know, attorneys like that all of a sudden being competent all of a sudden. You know. Because they had a bad altitude, that's why. Well, that's why I was kind of calling. Maybe you could just shed some light. I mean, in layman's terms, I guess the big thing was, you know, these guys were asked to be let go because they were they were uh, maybe not as tough on... They weren't far enough to the right, sir. They weren't doing Deutschland Uberalis, okay? Their goose-stepping was off about a half a beat. That was the problem. WQAM, hello. hello? QAM. Yes, sir. Yeah, hey, I was like, I'd like to speak with Neil, please. You're speaking to him right now, sir. I know it's a shock, but I, you're speaking to him. Yeah, hey, Neil, how are you yeah, doing? Okay. My favorite hey. man in the whole world. I am. He caught me off guard here. I was That's okay. I was here practicing what I was going to say, and now I'm lost. Now, hey, uh, perfect. Uh, two things. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you're, you're discussing about uh, uh, God and all this stuff, and uh, I just wanted to, a good 
place to kind of hear a, a good uh, analogy of it with uh, George Carlin has a really good analogy about God. Yeah. He kind of compares him to a CEO. Mm-hmm. And if a CEO... Okay, well, I'll be sure and check that out. Uh, let's see. Oh, no. Oh, my God. This is... I cannot believe this story that we just got in here. Oh, yes. Yes! Is this somebody yes! you know? Yes! What? Is this somebody you know? No, but it's got to do with Mr. Ego, though, if you look on the second page. Mm-hmm. His radio show is called the Dr. Mark Goulet Show, but authorities say the Fort Lauderdale man is a fake doctor who doled out elect- erectile dysfunction treatments and psycholo- psychological counseling in unlicensed clinics. This is in the Slum Sentinel. Mark Goulet, 60, had at least five such clinics, including one in Broward County and two in Palm Beach County, under the names British Diagnostic Institute of the Suncoast Vascular Clinic, said Elliot Cohn, spokesman for the BSO. Goulet also had radio shows on WSBR, AM 740, and WWNN, AM 1470, that broadcast throughout South Florida, about 10 blocks away in each case. On Monday, the sheriff's office arrested Goulet on two counts of practicing medicine without a license and one count of scheming to defraud less than $20,000. He was being held in Broward County Jail to stand 21 grand bail, faces up to 15 years in prison and stiff fines. That's just a little play on words, yeah. I guess. According to Goulet's arrest report, the sheriff's office sent an undercover detective posing as a patient to Goulet's Pompano Beach Clinic at 1500-1600 South Federal Highway, February 27. Goulet ordered blood work and a physical suggesting testosterone injections and prescribed a cream called Passion Cream for Women. Goulet claimed he was also a psychiatrist, could counsel the detective. He charged the detective 395 bucks for his services. <coughs> The sheriff's office says Goulet operated the following unlicensed clinics, British Diagnostic Institute, Pompano Beach, British Diagnostics uh, uh, 3, LLC, Delray Beach, British Diagnostics, Palm Beach Gardens, and Miami Suncoast Vascular Clinic in Fort Myers and Sorry, Soda. Goulet's website also referred to Goulet Anti-Aging Institute and Foundation. A 1999 South Florida Sun Sentinel investigation into unlicensed doctors found that one of Goulet's foundation staff members was arrested in Boca for the illegal sale of prescription drugs. Court records show that the employee was later convicted. Goulet referred to himself as a medical doctor on his website, although he is not licensed in Florida. He said he only ran the business and didn't treat patients. He also maintained he was a licensed doctor in Canada. Eh? Goulet, a longtime friend of Steve Kane, was encouraged by Kane to enter the radio business. Kane speaks freely on his radio program on the joys of using Goulet's erection injection as well as Goulet's fraudulent youth-creating treatments. Kane recently subjected himself to Goulet's testicle enlargement treatment that he claims allows a man to have a large scrotum sac. Kane had no comment if he himself will be arrested. Just, just, just. A large scrotum sac. <laughs> what a sack of... <laughs> Who wants one of those? Well, it's a good place to store things. You know, hard enough like to find underwear that fits as it is. like to store their nuts. Oh, I see. You've got to put a Staff zipper on his it. main offices in Pompano Beach did not answer the phone Tuesday. A man who answered the phone listed as an emergency contact for Goulet. The kind of cli- uh, declined to comment or give his name. The general manager of the radio station that broadcast Goulet shows couldn't be reached for comment. The sheriff's office estimates Goulet centers treated thousands of patients, and we anticipate there will be other arrests, TV saying. How do you like that? His testicle enlargement treatment, clay, he claims, allows a man to have a large scrotum sack. Mm. Listen, it's hard enough finding a comfortable seat as it is. It's what? It's hard enough? Yeah. Well, that's good. I guess you don't need no help. I, I don't. Let's take a look at the pool on here, speaking of that, and see what we got. 819, old bean. I like that a lot. And Chris is probably proud as a peacock. Aren't you all excited? You said 800. And we oh, surpassed, super happy. Surpassed your wildest dreams again. Speaking or take pressure off the border. In other words, security for the country. Security for the country, yeah. Get out of here. Go away, you lunatic. To Canada, you Jew bastard. Canada, our home and the 
victim. your president on there, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, and I have confidence in uh, Al, Al Gonzalez, he's calling him Al, you know good old Al? Oh, yes. Yeah. pal. <clears throat> oh, look at this, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, you know that Peter Pace, who doesn't know whether to pace or trot? Mm-hmm. Marine General Peter Pace's clarified comments made in the newspaper article on Monday, in which he referred to gays as immoral, or something about oral, I think he said, oral. In the statement, Pace said that what he was trying to explain was that he was supportive of the U.S. military's don't act, don't tell policy, which allows gay troops to serve as long as they keep their sexuality private, as long as they keep their mouth shut, so to speak. And don't say what you said yesterday again. That was really bad, but a good point. In expressing my support for the policy, I also offered... How do you like that? Nice. They're doing a lot more of that. Wake these bastards up. I also offered some personal opinions about moral conduct, Pace's Pace, uh, statement said. I should have focused more on my support of the policy and less on my personal moral views. Amen. Remember that other Getschke, that other uh, general, that crazy guy that was uh, going on? I forget what his That's name right. was. That's right. Yeah, me too. Oh, man. Talk about the God Squad. Earlier, the Associated Press reported that no apology would be forthcoming from Pace, even though many gay rights groups have criticized his comments as offensive, obnoxious, disgusting, grotesque, and absolutely unacceptable. Pace's senior staff member said today the general was expressing his personal opinion and had no intention of apologizing. Pauline Jelinek reported for the AP. They spoke on condition of anonymity because they don't want to get killed. They don't want to be detained. They just kind of like disappear and vanish into the etheric, as they say. And I don't really know what the etheric is. Can you explain to me what the etheric is? It's no. right over there. Oh, it's over here and it's over there. As Ross Story reported earlier, one advocacy group seeking the apology, Service Members Legal Defense Network, SLDN, which is legally represented service members forced out of the military, released a statement on its website asserting that General Pace's comments are, are outrageous, insensitive, and disrespectful to the 65,000 lesbian and gay troops now serving in our armed forces. Pace told the Tribune yesterday in discussing his support for the military's don't ask, don't tell policy, I believe that homosexual acts between individuals are immoral and we should not condone immoral acts, like shooting people and killing people and naming people and dropping bombs and slaughtering innocent men, women, and children, things like that, and invading countries that we have no business being. Jesus likes like that. that. He and occupying like other that. countries. But the Lord likes it. Oh, God, that's good. A spokesperson for a gay rights group called Pace's comment, and you'd be pleased to know I got my shirt on, my pantaloons, and my shoes. All right. I'll forget anything? A spokesperson for a gay rights group called Pace's comments insulting and offensive to the men and women who are serving in the military honorably. One of Pace's predecessors at the, uh, Pen as the Pentagon chief, General John Shalkashvili, and I can never pronounce his name, but I did that time very good, recently called for repeal of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell, writing, we must welcome the service of any American who's willing and able to do the job, even if they're gay, whatever the hell they are, okay? Buy, try, they'll try anything, whatever the hell it is. They'll buy anything and they'll try anything. Sounds good to me. Especially if you're in Berlin. Ich bin ein Berliner, baby. I'm going back right now. I'll see you. 826 votes on the poll. I don't, this poll is, you know, how many people say they hate it? Oh, 7.9%, 66. I don't blame them. No, it's a good poll. 
Don't ever knock the pulls that come in from the audience because then they'll stop sending it. And, and you never know. Maybe someday they might send us a good one, although I doubt it. 16 minutes away, and you know how long this thing is? This oh, long wait a minute. No, that's the wrong cut. Where's the cut that I'm looking for? Oh, here it is. Oh, it's not that long. I'm going to have to loop it. I had something on there that was like seven minutes and... Well, what the hell could that be? Yeah, let's get out of here seven minutes early. Ooh, sounds good to me. Well, I can't do that anyway because I got to like... Well, I could. I could let the maid come in and like, uh, you know, tidy everything up here. Say, well, turn this off and close that pot and then she'd probably come in here and smoke it. And I don't know what these things are. I mean, I know what they are, but what's the point? Well, what does that mean? Sounds like a Shalala collection. Oh, well, I got that. I got that on there, and I got some of those other drops. But this is only, this thing from the Odd Fox is only 118. So just remind me of that. Because there was nothing worse than having a music like come to an abrupt end mm-hmm. before they get that important opening for the ball game. It's Marlins baseball time, baby. That's only 15 minutes away, or less. And on the pool, which we started, well, for the kind of a flat-footed start, 829. Now, what did we say, 850? Well, I think we got that lick, Chris. Mark it down. Another, another successful day on the uh, legendary Neil Rogers show. And don't forget, you know, we got all this Dickie Goodman. Oh, okay. Well, let's hear a little bit now. Sounds good. Well, yeah, it's great. Wait, where is it? <clears throat> we interrupt this record to bring you a special bulletin. The reports of a flying saucer hovering over the city have been confirmed. The flying saucers are real. That was the Clatters recording. Too real. We switch you now to our on-the-spot reporter downtown. Come on, baby, let's go downtown. Take it away, John Cameron Cameron. Uh, This is John Cameron Cameron downtown. Uh, Pardon me, madam, would you tell our audience what would you do if the saucer were to land? Just like in the air. Thank you. And now the same gentleman there. What I'm going to do... It's hard to tell. The, fact, the gentleman with the guitar. What would you do, sir? Thank you. We return you now. That was the Pelican's outer space recording. Earth. I've just been handed a bulletin. The flying saucer has just landed. We switch you again downtown. Uh, here we are again. We have with us Professor Cedric Printing Mold of the British Institute. And the professor is approaching a saucer to see if there's possibly any sign of life aboard. Well, I'm sure something. Are you there? I hear you now. But you That was Lapping Lewis's record. Knocking. This is John Cameron Cameron on the spot. And now I believe we're about to hear the words of the first spaceman ever to land on Earth. And now, here are the goal scores. Four to three, six to two, and eight to one. The impact of seeing the first spaceman has this reporter reeling. Here I go, That was the Clatters again, with their big one, ha- Oh, this is John Cameron Cameron again downtown. The spaceman has returned to his ship and is taking off. We return you now to our studios. The flying saucer has gone. There is no threat of an invasion. However, the flying saucers are still around. A 
right. All right. And like that's one of those I was talking about. That you never right. think you'd ever hear again. In your all life. of them, by the way. You can in the Goodman and the Flying Saucer I've Part the One. Whole collection. Like, well, we'll play those other ones on another day when we want to kill some sure. time before some stupid ass ball game. Eight hundred and thirty-four votes on a poll. I think we got eight fifty licks. We got the ball game. Look, there's a lot of licking going on. Ted, that right now. I think some of you need a good licking. Have a heart or a liver? No. Huh? That's all for Neil today. The Marlins have to play. I'm sure Neil doesn't mind going home. No. Down two or three sport holes. And hear a team that blows. As the rest of us with lives turn off the radio. It's Marlins baseball. It's boring and it's shitty. Marlins baseball. It's such a goddamn pity. Designed for those who don't like to think. Get excitement from recalking the sink. It's Marlin Baseball. No one gives a f. Forget the entertainment. The Marlins want their payment. Contractual agreements must be met. Despite the ratings dip, they have to pay the bid. And hope they find an audience whose brains are dead. It's Marlin Baseball. Time to make a sandwich, Marlin Baseball. I'd rather hear Jim Bandit, exciting as the sound of drying paint. Alright, designed for those with trouble getting laid. It's Marlin Baseball. Your lifeless asshole schmuck. There's one spot open in the rotation. Okay, like I said. <laughs> oh. What? We were right, we were right, like on the edges there for a little while, and all of a sudden, it kind of like fell off the edge, like yeah, a morning well. show, you know, off the track. Well, I, I hit it about fourteen times just to make sure. There. What? What do you? What are you? Not, nothing. About? I'm exhilarated. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhilarated too now that I went and took a leak and that bit is over. Oh yeah. Anyway, well, you know, with my luck, I'm standing in there. I hear all sorts of things. Eight forty-one. Which means by the time we get out of here in a couple minutes, we're going to have that 850 easy. And I think maybe surpass it just by, by a hair. 846. <clears throat> we got what? 846. 846. I got that now myself. I just refreshed it. Ah, it was refreshing as hell. I, I think we might have time for this. Not that I'm going to play. We don't, we don't want to start playing a whole bunch of 50s music now and kill the audience. You know? We'll let the Marlin game do yeah. that. I got stuff earlier than that. I got 20 I'm a 42. I just love that. I mean, is there anybody who doesn't like that song? I haven't found them. Even punks would probably like that, you know? I'll go ask one. Hey, Josh. Well, I'm, I wouldn't get that carried away. 846 votes on the poll. I, I'm not going to read the poll result because it just, you know, it is what it is. Cutting a loud or bad smelling fart wins hands down your pants. In fact, after the fact, hands down your pants may not be such a good idea. But nevertheless, 453 vote on that. Out of uh, what? 846. In fact, let's refresh this. And what be, this is just like yesterday. 847, they're trickling in by the, by the ones now. Well, you know, prior to the problem for that, there aren't going to be any big chunks, any blocks of votes. You want to know why? Because the Marlin game is two minutes and uh, three minutes away. Three minutes and 45 seconds, not that I'm counting. Too bad this thing isn't longer. You know? Play three times. Yeah, we could play that three times. In fact, maybe we put it on endless loop. Or we could play more Larry Williams. A little Boney Maroney action, man. I got a girl named Boney Maroney. All right. Or Lottie Miss Claudie. 
Now, see, that sounds more like a fat stomach. Doesn't that sound like a fat man like Antoine tinkling on those uh, ivories, huh? Don't tinkle on the ivories. <laughs> yeah, you know when they when they were we were playing the flying saucer and there were a couple mm-hmm. of those drops in there like I think one was Little Richard, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was, and I started thinking about that 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 you just played there, you know. You know that commercial comes on and everybody stops talking so they can hear it. Yeah, that now you got to admit maybe that would be a poll to take one day. Although I don't think there are that many of them. You know the guy the, the guy because there's several. There's a whole series mm-hmm. of pissed off caveman spots. Right. You know those are great. The celebrity spokesmen are great, but I hate that lizard. No, oh, no, the gecko. Yeah. I'll oh, forget about the gecko. That's all. I'd like to man. forget about the gecko, but they still okay. we, we, thrust him in our face. I don't see that one anymore. Trust anymore me, at all. He's out there. They still He's got old it. news. The gecko's history, like the man. Gecko. The gecko. Get rid of the ghetto. Ghetto. The, the, gecko. The ghetto? That too. Maybe they, maybe they send to the ghetto. That's a good place for it. Yeah. Them. Wouldn't surprise me if there's a bunch of geckos running around in the ghetto. Let's ask Elvis. In the ghetto. Oh, don't make me play sucks. No, you're not going to play it now, mm-hmm. although we do have time. Yeah. In the ghetto, I just the way he says that, man, it's so rednecky, you know? Play something in the better. Ghetto. Like what? What the hell is that? Sounds it's like a classic, a baby, from the olden days, from the polden days. What the hell is this? I am a happy one. Don't tell me you don't know this, old man. No, I haven't got a clue. The Valdry Valdras song. All the Krauts love this. Yeah, okay. I know you've heard this. I was hoping I would croak before I did yeah. that again. Okay, that's more than enough of that. That's more than enough of that. Oh, that I was say. that hot. That was like the Neil Skinner Blues. Everybody's laughing up the storm like the morning show. Everybody's laughing like hysterically, and nobody uh, can figure out why. Well, I sure hope there's enough of this to keep us going up until the, because uh, once in a while, for whatever reason, there's a gap, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm timing it. Oh, yeah, we got eight seconds to spare, but once in a while, they, for some reason, they don't play the theme like right on time, the opening. Uh, Sometimes. But let's get the opening baseball theme. we got Marlins baseball and the Orioles coming up next. Uh, I'm going to have me a good machine today, man. I can feel it. Oh, it's in the air. I'll sacrifice a chicken for you. Good. Nail it to the I'll door. I'll say a Latin Nail prayer. It to Jersey Jolly Joe's door. Domino for Biscuit. Fats Domino for Biscuit. Now you got it. I don't care how many Dago, Guinea, Watts, Greek, Paul, Goombas come out of the woodwork. No. Mashed potatoes, gravy, and cranberry sauce. 